Let's begin now. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look. Badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass. Well, well, well. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. 
Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Good Friday morning, ass family. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Hell yes. Friday. Woo! We got celebrity ass death match today. Today's celebrity ass death match. Greatest sidekicks. The Mount Rushmore of sidekicks. Monday we're gonna do uh, TV spinoffs. Came up with another one. We got candy bars to do as well. So uh, we, we, we're doing good. We're doing good. Your suggestions have been gold, people. Now, I don't know what it is, but my TikTok page is blowing up again. Picked up, like, t- uh, another 1,000 people this morning. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because they pulled my joke down again yesterday, which I don't mind now. Keep pulling them down. Uh, today's jokes, by the way, uh, what do Michael Jackson and Xbox have in common? They're both turned on by kids. What's the difference between a baby and a party? Nobody gets all butt hurt when you throw a party. And how do you know your family is from Tennessee? When you're fingering your sister and you find your dad's wedding ring. There you go. Bam, bam, and bam. Let's say some good mornings to people, shall we? Uh... Look at that. Andrew says, good morning, ass family and Arnie. By the time you read this, I should be in Texas enjoying some Whataburger. a baby. Douglas says, good morning and happy Friday. Straight Fire says, hey, Arnie, what's up, ass family? I'm ready for some world-class entertainment, a.k.a. the Arnie State Show. Well, we, we have got a lot to get to today. Ready, kid, good morning. I hope that you have a wonderful day today as well. Dave Coast says, good morning. Starting my three-day weekend today because Stone Cold Dave Coe said so. All right. That's a character I'm not too familiar with. Uh, Hang Down Jen says, morning, happy Friday-ass family. Derek Olson says, morning, uh, good morning-ass family. T-G-I-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F-F. Yes. Zach just texted. Let's see. Uh, morning, Arnie. Are you trying to get kicked off TikTok? Just got a... Uh, off work and have a sourdough jack and a beer to listen. That a boy. Man, see, I'm jealous of the West Coast. I used to tease Braddy Kid about this. We cannot get good sourdough in Texas. Like good sourdough, you can find that on West Coast. We get sourdough here and it's kind of eh. Like the kind we got right now is kind of good, but it ain't sourdough, sourdough. You know what I mean? So yeah. Uh, God has sent Arnie to piss off TikTokers. Look, I, I don't know what it is. People love the jokes or they report them. I don't get it. Lisa says, good morning and happy Friday. What the fuck? That's not a joke in West Virginia. And Ghost in Nevada says, good morning. Okay. I want to learn how to make it. Yeah, okay. Let, let, let's not go too far there. Uh, last, yesterday, I, I, this, it was given to me. Uh, I believe Brady Kid sent to me. This one's funny. This is this is a baseball video, and I hope that y'all can see it. The the team that's in the field, uh, I guess they their little league team that goes by Texas Aggies. Well, this is why you never want to be an Aggie 
because Aggies aren't smart enough to get off the train or get off the track when the train's coming through. So here we go. There's a play, uh, uh, fixing to be a pan play at the plate. Oh man, here we go. <laughs> that catcher just got fucking collowed. Did he hang on to the ball? Boom! No, he did not. Good Lord. That fucking kid from the other team, the camo team, just lit that kid up like the 4th of fucking July. The umpire is throwing the kid out of the game. Bam! Ooh, there's slow-mo of it. Oh, there's slow-mo so I can get some lotion. Oh, my God. This is one of the greatest hits I've ever seen. This kid lowers his shoulder. Bam! Get that baseball out of your glove, you some bitch. That was awesome. I, I salute. And he trucked you? Yeah. He like yeah. <laughs> All these little idiots have A&M hats on. That's good. Until tomorrow morning, maybe. You heard that popping lip. Yeah, you dropped the ball, stupid. Even his own teammates are making fun of him. Oh. Oh, it's like he was a cornerback playing the wrong sport. That kid is just standing there and gets just leveled. Oh, God, that was that did my heart good. I tell you what, if, if that would have been Arnie Jr., Arnie Jr. would have gone out for a steak dinner. Oh, man, I would have been. That's what I did to the kid in Little League. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, what did you think of uh, Sark on Big 12 Media Days? Eh, I, I don't pay any attention. No, no offense. I, I just, that, that to me, the media days and all that kind of stuff, uh, they all say the right things all the time. We'll see how they perform. I'm excited about Sarkeesian at Texas. I, I really am. But we got to wait and see. I, I, I get excited every fucking year at college football, and I'm usually disappointed in our horns. Sark, I got a little hope for, but like I said, let, let, let's, let, let's let the season get here. And let's see what he can do. Uh, all right. Anything else I need to talk about before we start the show? Uh, trying to think here. Mm. Oh, that's some good Dr. Pepper this morning. Uh, no, that's it. Okay. That's all we got to talk about. All right. We can start the show. This ought to make you really happy. Uh, we're going to start the show off talking about COVID because, well, that's what the world wants us to all talk about because they keep reporting about it. The Biden administration, now their job is to what? Have I taught you guys anything? There's one job America has, the government, to protect the citizens of the United States of America. That's their only job, defined by the Constitution which, by the way, is not a living, breathing thing. It's a document. This is what Anton Scalia once said. It's not a living, breathing entity. It's a document. It says what you can do and what you can't do. That's what it is. So, the Biden administration has been flagging content on Facebook to remove. Jin Psaki came out and said this yesterday. 
why is the White House censoring Facebook? No, I don't think that's their job. I thought that Facebook was was a, a, a private company. But you're allowing the the government. And by the way, hey, Mark Zuckerberg, you're really not that smart, are you? You, you really don't get it. Because once you allow them in, they're in. You might be in bed with them, but guess what, motherfucker? When this administration is voted out and the government has their little greedy paws on everything there at Facebook, government ain't going nowhere. They're going to stay in there. You've invited them in. The Office of the Surgeon General has upped its tracking of disinformation. During the coronavirus pandemic on social media, that is that his job? Zach just texted, John Adams tried to shut down negative press in his time as well. Not new. Look, all presidents want to shut down negative press, but we aren't giving the opportunity to. I don't want to be protected from misinformation. Look, you're, you're given misinformation that's saying the other information is misinformation. We're flagging problematic posts on Facebook that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical experts. You're censoring Americans. First of all, that wouldn't even be in your realm. That would be more towards the FCC's realm. Misinformation from whose point of view? That's that that that's the key right there, Dave Co. You used to be allowed to express your opinions on social media platforms. As long as they were clean and nonviolent, you could share your ideas your information, things you've heard. Now, are they going to start doing this with everything when somebody's wrong about a TV show? Are they going to come on and put that big bubble right in the middle of it and say, oh, this is misinformation. David Hasselhoff was not Trapper John, M.D. I don't like this at all. I, I, I mean, it, am I surprised by it? I got to say, let me say, I am surprised that, that Mark Zuckerberg let them in so far. You're allowing the Surgeon General of the United States of America an appointed position. Who works hand in hand with Anthony Fauci. And they can pretty much say whatever they want. Because let's just go through this shit about misinformation. What, what is misinformation? That wearing masks is a good idea? That not wearing masks is fine? Because Anthony Fauci said both those things. Then Anthony Fauci came on and, and said, oh, you, can, you only need to wear one mask at a time. Then he came on and said, no, you got to wear four masks at a time. Then he comes out and says the Pfizer and the Moderna shot need a booster. These are all things that Anthony Fauci said. 
Then he comes out and says, no, you don't need a booster. It's going to last forever. And then he comes out again and says, yes, you might need a booster. How is it that we have any information that is even correct if these are the quote-unquote experts out there dealing said information? Fact check, Robert Downey Jr. was not really an Australian black man in Tropic Thunder. Exactly. So now the administration is using at Facebook speech code. The social media platforms are increasingly just arms of the federal government. <laughs> what? This, oh, this is what a Republican tweeted. Okay. I, 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 I'm dumbfounded at this, honestly, that Facebook would allow them to do some something like this. It, that they're allowing the actual White House and the government to do this. I tell you what, I, it's going to be fun to watch Mark Zuckerberg fall from grace. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. I got, I, I got to say, I don't, I don't root for people to fail unless I, I really truly hate you. So, Mark, this is how I feel about you. Um, I can't wait to see you on the way down. One of the greatest things I was ever taught about being humble and and, and taking it all in and appreciating whatever you got. It's an old saying. All those people that you look down upon on your way up, you got to see all those same people back on the way down because you don't stay up forever. Boy, that, and let me just tell you, that right there is about as true as true can be. Take it from somebody who in their career at the time, had reached a pretty high level. I got knocked off that pig. And I tell you what, I hated going down. But what I could hold my head up was is I could look every one of those people in the eye on my way down. I could. Mark Zuckerberg, though, he's not that person. Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuck- it's going to be, yeah. He's somebody who I don't think could handle it. Oh, I don't like that guy. Didn't I catch that right? Divide, uh, divided in White House is engaged in a fast of <laughs> fascist activities. Say it ain't so. Thought it was an orange man that was bad. Yeah, I, I, I right? The orange man was the, the bad part of America, not this. I figured it out. Do you know why the bad man was so bad? I figured it out. The orange man was so bad is because he was letting us live our lives. And man, oh man. You see this yet, this link. Uh, let's see, what is this link? Tapped on mute. Oh, I, oh, I have this for later. I have this. I, I will have the whole Richard Sherman thing. Uh, and we might play that one. That one's a better one. Did the uh, did the state senators find their way back to Texas? No, no, they they're still head up. They think they're martyrs. 
They honestly do. They think they're martyrs. But by leave in in the governor Governor Wheels has already come out and said, "Hey, I can keep calling these special sessions." And by the way, now, there's a story now that it's actually endangering lives because bond initiatives need to be bet on, uh, voted on and things like that. And if they don't get them, somebody some people could die. But you know what I would do? I would charge those Democrats with murder then. That's what I would do. But I'm also a bad person, so there you go. Now, get ready. I, I'm not making this up. The World Health Organization warns that there is a strong likelihood of more dangerous COVID variants emerging and declare the pandemic is nowhere near finished. Why, why is this group still together? Why is the World Health Organization still uh, banded together? The same organization that went to China and, and to check on the lab where this happened. No, no, some random bat. Everybody said, no, that, that ain't true. They said, well, yeah, they, it probably did come from there. We haven't heard from them in a while. See, they, they flip and they flop and they do that too. Once again, filling us full of misinformation yet again. Now they're trying to scare you again. An emergency committee said the COVID pandemic is continuing to evolve. You see, that's what colds do. This vaccine is not a cure. It's not. They don't have a cure for it. Just like they don't have a cure for HIV, it's a virus. You get a cold. You get the sniffles. Yeah, oh, Douglas, I agree with you. They aren't martyrs. They're fucking toddlers throwing a tantrum. Absolutely they are. That's all they are. These are elected officials that we are supposed to respect and and maybe someday how admire because they're politicians. They're gigantic pieces of shit. And by the way, the state of Texas is paying for this trip. Fucking bastards. I, I I don't I I honestly if America does reach the 70 percentile okay we're at what 68 percent now or 62 percent um can, can you call the dogs off then I, I might just start telling people to go get fucking vaccinated because it'd be and, and here's the reason I'm hoping and I know that I'm wrong for this. I'm hoping that they pull the fucking COVID dogs off us. Then. I I'm not I'm not using hyperbole here. I'm not trying to scare anybody, except myself. 
when I think about my show in September, which I'm very, very excited about. This is going to be a great show, September 17th, Esquire IMAX. There's a part of me that is scared not to go on stage. I mean, they already have masks in place in Southern California. I mean, to get their side elected, think of all the people that they they killed. Think about all the businesses they put out of business just to get their guy in office. They got their guy in office. Well, we're not acting fast enough, so we're going to have to close more shit down. By the way, you shut down America again, it's over. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It will be over if another shutdown happens. Who's going to pay for that one? You remember this last one was supposed to be for two weeks. Two. Two weeks. It's almost been, we're starting to close in on two years. I say proceed with the vote. If they're not there to represent their uh, constituents, it's their own damn fault. Yeah. They just want us submissive and fearful. I am seriously tired of seeing dumbasses by themselves in their car with masks on. They will die before my maskless self. Yes, they will. I mean, look, do you you guys just went your way? We'll just go communist. Can we then start going out and, and doing shit again? I I I don't even know what going communist means, but uh, fuck, I am so tired of every story being about COVID. I am so tired of worrying about, am I going to have to take a mask somewhere? And yes, I live in Texas where we don't really worry about that. By the way, the best thing, the best thing about this is, is that the president of the U.S. the biggest teachers union in America had to swallow her words and walk back her claim that millions of people would die under Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' leadership. She says, you are all probably right. I shouldn't have said millions. I should have just said DeSantis was wrong to do this. Fauci is an amazing public servant. He shouldn't be mocked, but I shouldn't engage in that kind of hyperbole either. My bad. See, she's not even apologizing for it. She's being a fucking bitch. This is what she originally wrote. Disgusting. Millions of Floridians are going to die for Ron DeSantis' ignorance, and he's choosing to profit from it. He doesn't care about Floridians. He cares about furthering his own cruel agenda. Uh oh, somebody was wrong. By the way, her little flippant, well, you're all probably right. Wasn't me. This fucking bitch should be fired. She should be kicked out of the fucking teachers union. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of this bullshit. You don't have any consequences to play for that? Where you said a man would kill millions of people to further his own agenda? 
Is it, it did, does it happen to be th- this guy? I remember walking in in the Senate chamber, uh, in the Senate gym, uh, like in a YMCA, the, uh, the men walk around between the shower and the stalls with nothing on. I felt guilty I was fully clothed. Nothing to tackle the number one job facing the middle class, and it happens to be a three-letter word. Jobs. J-O-B-S. Jobs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's your commander-in-chief. And you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play the Jeopardy music. Play, I got the Jeopardy music out. I'd like for one person, anybody at all, to tell me one good thing Joe Biden has done since he has been in office. Go. Proven how right the Republicans are. Okay, I like that one, Ghost. It was two weeks. It took the government almost two years to work a total of hours of equaling two weeks. Orange man bad, yes. But nobody can tell you what he has done. And and, and honestly, he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything to improve our country. I mean, the people that elected him, do we not recall how I started the show yesterday with a letter for somebody who was telling me to, quote, wake the fuck up because I was stupid and I believed that the George Floyd monument that was painted that got hit by lightning, I believed it was lightning that hit it. But this guy, and there are more people like him, He showed us how his dogs are racist, too. Yes, yes, he did. Like, I, I still don't get. <laughs> he didn't get lost in the Lincoln bedroom, so good for him. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I haven't heard any of the inside stories. He didn't get lost because he's got Secret Service with him, uh, Mr. President, this way. Yeah, yeah, trust me, it's this way, sir. I just want to know one thing he's done. That's it. Oh, oh, okay. What did Orange Man do? Give me one thing that Orange Man did. Uh, okay. Uh, he brokered a deal with North Korea to get the servicemen's uh, bones back from the Korean War, something that has never been done. Oh, and he stepped on North Korean soil, something no United States president had ever done. There you go. I got an answer for you. You see, I, I I have an answer. That's what he's done. I I mean, the current president has, I know that the president has nothing to do with this, but it's weird how gas prices are so high now. Which is making it, oh yeah, by the way, he's caused thousands of people to lose their jobs. 
forgot about that one. Yeah. That's one thing he's done. But hey, he's our president. And then Kamala, I can't name anything she's done or will ever do except suck a dick. This was this is the highlight. This how sad is this? This is her highlight. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. That's her highlight. I mean, Joe's got a ton of them. I mean. This country is doomed. It is doomed, not just because of African Americans, but because by 2040, this country is going to be minority white European. That's, That's horrible. That is just so bad. By the way, this whole COVID thing, nearly 40% of all COVID deaths happen to people with diabetes. So maybe there's a link there. 40% of all U.S. COVID deaths had diabetes. So if if you didn't have diabetes, you already got a 40% more of chance of not dying. Nobody wants to tell you that, though. They all want to scare you. So there you go. Congratulations on being scared. And the last thing about COVID here is these fucking stupid games that are happening in Japan. Now, I saw a story yesterday about Ralph Lauren showing off the the opening ceremonies garb for the athletes when they walk around the stadium and they bring their flags in. Why, why are we doing that? Uh, I'm just wondering, there are not going to be spectators allowed in the stands, including families. Families are not being allowed in the stands for the Tokyo Games. Wow, Guapo Gringo Vaquero. What up, Big A? What up, Guapo Gringo Vaquero? That's a great name. Think of that. If we wouldn't have fans in the stands, we wouldn't know what Michael Fat Michael Phelps's fat mama looked like. Yay! Mama won again. Can we go to Subway? Oh, that weirdo Jared's there. I don't want to go. He gives he gives me that feeling when I jump in the pool and so much water goes up my butt. I don't like it. No families allowed to deal. Why have the opening ceremonies? Well, who are you singing to, performing artists? You know they're going to have somebody there. They got the people with the flags, and they're twirling them, doing their thing. They got, like, Japanese drill teams out there doing their thing. Why? Just have somebody who's who's doing the Nazi run-in. By the way, yes, the carrying of the torch, that was dreamt up by Joseph Goebbels. Look it up. I'm 100% right. Have them just run up from whatever Japanese village they're running in. Stick it in the barbecue. Boom, the Olympic flame is gone. Let's start the games. I bet you we can get these games done in about, I don't know, two days. No witnesses in the stands. Bet the results of the Olympics will be as legitimate as the 2020 election. 
Wait, are they, wait, let's see. Ay, ay, ay. What about media? Are they allowing media? I got I to gotta look this up. Hold on. I got to look up that. Uh, is media allowed at... Oh, oh. Uh, NBC faces a hell of a challenge. Uh, let's see. Uh, NBC faced a hell of a challenge producing Tokyo games after spectators are barred from competition. Will NBC be the only media there? Oh, Christ, Joe Biden won everything then. Uh, my fellow Americans, Joey B. here from Scranton. And uh, I'm going to be taking a week off and uh, doing, like, these swimming events over there in Japan. Yeah, I, if I can't beat those little rice eaters, then I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, there's no media there. That motherfucker just won. My brother-in-law is playing uh, baseball for Israel. My sister couldn't even go. Her being pregnant makes it easier, sort of, for not traveling, but it still sucks. Of course it sucks, because you have a loved one in the fucking Olympics. And Israel always has a good baseball team. And I'm not trying to make some kind of crazy rock thrower joke. That'd be the Palestinians. Israel's got an actual great baseball team. I knew one of their managers. Uh, uh, he, he became manager of the Reno Aces, and I had him on my sports show. Jerry Naren, I believe, was his name. Super nice guy. And I had no idea that they played baseball, and he was telling me all about it in my show. Super nice guy, and I was like, well, good for them. Ninjas in the rafters. You can't have spectators there, and and you're going to... These are going to be the weirdest Olympic games to ever see. You know what? I'm going to feel... I don't know about you, but it'll be kind of feeling like I'm in a time machine that I've gone back a year. Not that I'm going to watch a lot of the Olympics to begin with. But it'll be feeling like watching a baseball game from last season with nobody in the stands. Oh, well, they allowed family in last year. They weren't such such dictators or tyrannical as the Japanese people are. Jesus, man. Good. God. I like rabbits because you can pull their ears back and make them look like Asian people. Stop it. Na, 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 Stop na, it. Na, na. My God. Does it say when these fucking games start? I, I, I'm ready for them to be over. This is what has caused the, the, the pushing back of Yellowstone, and I'm not happy about it. They're going to check pictures for Icy Hot and Barbadol. If so, they'll just rub a little jalapeno in their nose. You put snot on the baseball. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, done with that. Okay. Johnson & Johnson is announcing yet another recall. No, 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 no. No, this is this is Johnson & Johnson recalling uh, a vino neutrogena sunscreen over cancer-causing chemical. Wait, 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 what? In a product that you are to use to fight cancer. 
you were putting an agent in said product that can cause cancer. What the actual fuck? See, the, the, the Neutrogena's Beach Defense Aerosol Sunscreen, Aveeno Protect and Refresh Aerosol Sunscreen. Let me just tell you right now. Anytime the word aerosol sunscreen is used, it ain't going to work. Now, look. Look here. Look here. I have said this, and I'm on my own personal island here when I say this. But I do believe that it is the truth. I was a lifeguard, believe it or not, at one time in my life. Worked at a water park for four summers. I never wore anything that had an SP. If I had any SPF stuff, the most I would wear, besides the zinc oxide on my nose, which completely covered the nose, would be an eight. Because everything else, anything above an SPF like 18 is false advertising. We never wore it. And here's the funniest part. This This is what's so funny to me. I worked there for four summers. Usually it was the same people that worked there each and every year. I have not heard about one person from that whole time getting any kind of skin cancer. I want to make a racist version of Guess Who, where all the pictures will be the same person, but they'll be labeled differently as Korean, Japanese, Taiwanese, Cancel culture, have fun with that. (laughs) I remember in my high school chem class, I learned that everything advertised above 30 is bullshit. Well, and and maybe they got it to 30 after I was done, because this is my high school age, right? Literally used baby oil. I used Johnson & Johnson baby oil. That was my sunscreen for four summers. Sometimes we'd use Lubriderm. None of us, none of us have been diagnosed with skin cancer. Now, I'm saying, I know skin cancer is a real thing, but a lot of these people you see get skin cancer, they're the ones that are flapping that SPF 87 on their kids or on their faces. Baby oil and iodine. Yeah, but I, I did the iodine a couple times. I didn't like that. I, I, I just like regular baby oil. Iodine got me burnt a lot. And see, here's another thing I don't understand about, like, the, the whole skin cancer thing. Hey, if you got one sun sunburn, yeah, you probably have skin cancer. Then I should be dead. I mean, honest. I'll be honest, the hippie side of me comes out a lot, and I do make my own sunscreen. At least I know the ingredients that aren't carcinogenic and so protect against harmful rays. Yeah, it's called baby oil. That's what it's called. That shit's good. Yeah, one sunburn and and you probably got skin cancer. Well, shit. I'm down to my my last bit, I guess, of skin. Hangtime Jen says cringe whenever someone, Jen, don't forget your sunscreen. And I think, fuck. You saw me in high school. I used Crisco and, and fucking sun. 
is sun in in my hair. Dear Lord, at any moment my skin could melt off and my hair break off and fall off. See, you use sun in. I used sun in once, and it didn't turn your hair blonde. It made it really orange. So the trick was you use lemon juice and peroxide. So, you know, you'd be getting ready for your shift. You're, you're oiled up, right? You're ready to go on your first stand. You got the zinc oxide on your nose. You make sure it's not on any of your lenses on your sunglasses. You put those on, and then you, you pour the, 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 hydri- or the lemon juice and peroxide in your hair. And goddamn, I had bleach blonde hair by the end of summer. Kamala's sunscreen is milked fresh from a penis. <laughs> oh, and chlorine helped too. Like, yeah, if you were a if you were a lifeguard too, you knew you weren't gonna get a lot of chlorine. At least you didn't want to get a lot of chlorine. That means you're saving people, so you didn't want to jump in the water. Most of us were too hungover to save anybody anyway. So if you are ride if you are ride controller a, li- a lifeguard one, that was the that was the greatest job in the world to have because you sat on top of the ride and you said go, and go. Fantastic, right? And then, but the rule was you had to ride the ride down. So if you're a lifeguard one, and you got the lemon juice and peroxide going, you ride that ride and you get that chlorine in your hair. Oh, it's glorious. It's phenomenal. I had bleed. I I look like Yvonne Drago minus the muscles and being like six six. My sophomore year of high school, sophomore year. I mean, my flat top was tall and be bleach blonde. Mm-hmm. I I never liked the color zinc oxide. It smelled too much like coconut cream pie, and I wanted to eat it. I use regular old. Plain white zinc oxide. My nose was fucking covered. Love that shit. Did it work? I don't know. I don't. I don't have any, you know, any problems with my nose. So yeah. Yeah. So look, look. I'm not telling you not to put sunscreen on your kids if you think you want to put sunscreen on them. Okay, that's great. Do it. You're in charge. I'm not telling. I'm just telling you how it used to be. Before we all became a bunch of pussies. Uh, all right. Consumer Research launches Woca-Cola campaign targeting the company for hypocrisy. That's good. Uh, an educational nonprofit dedicated to consumer information launched a number of new advertising efforts going after Coca-Cola after its woke political narratives that they've had this year. You remember, to pretty much apologize for being white, try not to be so white at work. Smells like pie, so you so wanted to eat it. LOL, how am I not surprised? It smelled like coconut cream pie on your nose. Shit smells good. By the way, Coca-Cola, man, wow, they're being targeted. Wait, here's the ad. Okay, here we go. We've taught the world to see. 
It was funny. Woca-Cola. <laughs> it leads to obesity. Wow. They just fucking hammered them. Oh, please let this be a new ad that we see all the time on TV. How great would that be? Oh, Cook's going to be unhappy about that. They are not going to be having a smile with that one, are they? Uh, Andrew Cuomo to be questioned in state sexual harassment probe. What? No. Governor Andrew Cuomo is set to be grilled this weekend as part of an independent state probe into allegations he sexually harassed current and former female aides. The same man who, when they were administering the first COVID shots, told the woman in blue scrubs, covered head to toe, with glasses on, hairs covered, mask on. Ooh, honey, you make that look good. This guy's a fucking horn dog. This is all he does. And by the way, isn't his, his young brother, Fredo, His wife is now connected to Jeffrey Epstein's black book? What? I know. We we actually, uh, do we have, wait. I thought I had an Epstein story today. Maybe I don't. We haven't talked about Ghislaine in a while. That gal. Is she still alive? As far as I know, she is. I mean, we have we just haven't heard from her. But, yeah, Andrew Cuomo, the governor, is finally going to face this. By the way, he, he knows that his political career is over. How about they get a state probe into all the elderly people that he murdered? How about that? By the way, how is he? Does, does Gavin Newsom just call him and go, Dude, what the fuck? I mean, seriously. How, how do you keep your job? You're not getting recalled and you killed old people? And your brother? Sexual harassment's bad. Murdering seniors, not so much. <laughs> oh, shit. That's really the way they made this seem, isn't it? Well, Andrew Cuomo, he just killed the senior citizen. That's all. That, that, that's all he did. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Nothing to see here. 
No, I don't want odd news. I want Yeah, here, here's the Texas Democrats. Democrats shocked with photo of drying clothes as lawmakers fleeing vote claim to be martyrs. Right, because they, 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 can't, they can't buy new clothes in Washington, D.C. They, they, the state of Texas shut down their credit cards. Oh, wait, that's not true. That, that's not true at all. I, I am so tired of this bullshit. By the way, watch some of Shark Week last week. I'll, I'll, I'll have my update on that when we get to some of these final stories of the day today later on. Goddamn people. I don't know why y'all even want to think about fucking with sharks. You know what? I'm going to talk about it right now. I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to do the stories yet, but I'm going to talk about Shark Week from last night right now. So it was about 2,000, I don't know, whatever. They had like six attacks off the coast of Galveston. They hadn't had six attacks in the same year in like fucking ever. And they were like six attacks in the same month. They were wondering what caused the spike. This is an hour-long program that I'm watching, right? And they're talking about how sharks have all these sensors and all this kind of stuff that alerts them to this and alerts them to that. And they're saying, yeah, it probably ain't that. It ain't, you know, rip riptides taking the shit back. It ain't that. No, 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 it ain't that. Do you know who they had the audacity to blame last night? They had the audacity to blame... The United States farmer. The problem starts thousands of miles north. And it shows them in their farming. All this runoff they have from the pesticides and everything, it gets into the water and then gets into the Gulf of Mexico through the Mississippi River. And if you would have seen that picture of the Mississippi River last night, it looked like straight diarrhea. It ain't, that ain't a clean river. I don't think I'd eat anything that came out the Mississippi River. So now that gets into the water supply, right? And it causes these dead zones where there's more shit than, or there's not enough oxygen in the water to let the, the sea life live. And sharks can swim real fast, so they're taking advantage of this. And they're saying it was because all these dead zones that sharks were attacking people. I just got to say, motherfucker, please, you just blame the United States farmer. The United States farmer. Hold on, you know what? We got to do this. Hold on a second here. Uh, I'm uh, Paul, Paul Harvey. Really? Really? I mean, honestly. Sharks attacking people, and they're blaming... And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God made a farmer. 
God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. God said, I need somebody willing to sit up all night with a newborn colt and watch it die and dry his eyes and say, maybe next year. I need somebody who can shape an axe handle from a persimmon sprout, shoe a horse with a hunk of car tire, who can make harness out of hay, wire feed sacks, and shoe scraps, who planting time and harvest season will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon and then pain in from tractor back, put in another 72 hours. So God made a farmer. And they're the ones killing sharks. Then I say, God bless the American farmer. Hell yes. Farmers killing sharks, I'm ready for it. Blaming farmers for sharks killing people, wrong! What do, to me, sharks, they're like the Bidens of the ocean. Everybody just kind of apologizes for them. Oh, they're just sharks. And once again, I don't belong in the water, nor do you, and the sharks are just telling you that. But don't blame the damn farmers. Yeah, all you got to do is say thank you to the American farmer. That's it. That's all you got to do. Blaming him. All right. Sorry, I got off track there. Amazon employees sign a petition and then quit over the company selling a book about transgender movement. By the way, the transgenders have their own flag, which by, I, I, I don't get this. I thought the rainbow covered everything, but this two blue, uh, a pink, and then a white in the middle. All right, whatever. That's, that's their flag. So I sent this story yesterday, and I, I read it. Amazon workers are increasingly upset over the online company's act of selling a book that they have labeled as negatively discussing LGBTQ values, although in reality it focuses on transgender movement among young children. NBC reported that at least two Amazon employees have recently quit in order to push back against the selling of irreversible damages. The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters, written by Abigail Schreier. The resignations came after a complaint posted to the company's internal message board. Uh, the petition was led by employees and advocates who support deplatforming the book. The book is currently listed as the first, second, and third bestsellers for hardcover in Amazon's category of LGBTQXYZ. Now, I, I don't know anything about this book. I, I, I remember going back and forth. This, is, this was the conversation I had with this story yesterday. And it was Douglas who sent this to me. Uh, they quit because Amazon won't de-platform, so take the book off the platform. The author who wrote the book about damaging that damage that convincing kids to transition does, they want more censorship. Doesn't damage the kids, though. Transitioning kids, I... 
harmful, and I don't believe kids should transition until they're the age of consent. Yes, we're on the same page. Okay, so there you go. So I, I think this is a book about kids who want, want to transition before the age of 18. Um, um, did they say what kind of farmers like corn or beef? Just curious. It was mainly agricultural farmers. That's what they were saying. She was on Rogan. I'd read the book if I could read. So is the book talking about the dangers of it and they want it deplatformed? Why do they want it deplatformed if they're talking about the dangers of it? Because this is the whole thing to me. This is what I, I consider it to be dangerous. And if I'm wrong about this, then I'm wrong about this. But this is this is I this is what I believe right now until I'm I'm taught differently. The kid makes a decision at nine years old that they want to be the other sex. They want to be their true sex, let's say. The age of nine. You give in to them. You give in to them. What happens at the age of 17 when they realize, wait a second, I like the other way better. There are a lot of people that I, I don't know if they're doing transition surgeries early before the age of consent. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know how any of that works, and I don't want to know. If you want to get that shit done, you go right ahead. I'm not holding you back. I will say this, though. The world <laughs> the world still isn't ready for you. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. See, the reason why they have their own flag and all this kind of stuff is they keep trying. They're trying to make this number seem like it's fucking 80% of Americans are trans people, okay? It's not, okay? It's a very, very small number. Gay lifestyle is maybe 8 to 10% of our population, and that's being generous. Less than a percent of our population is of trans. Okay. Just say. If you can't vote, gamble, drink, buy a lotto, pot, or fight for your country, you are not an adult. And thus, you can't make those kinds of decisions. I think they have to wait until they're 18, if not 21, heck, 25. Let your frontal lobe fully develop first. Well, well Jen here, hold on. Let me ask you a question, though. And I'm asking this question. I'm not trying to, to get you in a gotcha moment here. I, I, this, is, this is my true question. If the parents are so in favor of it at nine, can't the parents get the surgery done because they have the consent to do the surgery? I, 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 right? If you can, uh, do you have any idea how many stupid thoughts I had in my head when I was nine years old? How can I be expected to make huge life decisions starting at nine years old? Well, 
you see, Dave Co, because you're a real person. This whole idea, and, and I remember when it first started, when the first time I saw the African-American chick, uh, Charlize Theron, talk about an adopted kid that she had. And it was an adopted little boy, but he wanted to be a girl. So mama started calling him a girl at like the age of five. Ooh, somebody in Anchorage? Hey, you're on the show. Who's this? This would be V Coop. How's it going? What's up, brother? How you doing, my man? Oh, not too bad. Uh, yeah, definitely wanted to call in on this one because it'd be way too much to type uh, okay. on Mixler there. But okay. so the the real big issue with the transgender stuff and why the schools champion it so much is what it basically comes down to is it's a way for them. Uh, Cause this was kind of like our generation ish thing where we developed like the helicopter parents sure. that were constantly bothering the teachers who would bully the teachers into give my kid a better grade, which they then would. So they didn't have to deal with the parent. Well okay. now transgenderism allows uh, it's provided laws that allows the schools to push the parents away. It, it allows them to not share information with the parents. So, uh, schools in California, for example, they're allowed to uh, let your kid leave the school campus if they're going to go, um, if they're going to go talk to like a counselor uh, about transitioning. They're allowed to leave school if they want to go uh, take testosterone medications. What, under the and, age of 18? Yes. Wow. Because according to California School Board, wow, they believe the second parents enter their children into public school, mm-hmm. they are giving up their parental rights. Wow. And wow. What's, what's really extremely troubling about this is when your kid, so if your kid comes to you and says, hey, I think I might be transgender, whatever, I, uh, I'm not the gender I was born into, and you take them to a counselor because like, a counselor is going to fix this, the American Psychological Association, their guidance for this is that the first thing you, the counselor has to do is affirm the kid. So this would be like, um, this would be like a, a white kid going in to a counselor and saying, I feel, I'm truly, I, I feel I'm truly black. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, here's some darkening skin cream. Um, here's some hair treatment to, to uh, you know, make your hair all curly, sure, whatever, sure. change your appearance. And Napify. Like, yeah, I mean, imagine that. Is, is a nine-year-old walks in and says, hey, I'm this, and the counselor just goes, okay, here you go. And, but that's what they're doing, is the first thing a counselor is mandated to do is to affirm the child. So when the child comes in and says, I'm this, the counselor doesn't say, well, have you thought about this, 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 and this? Or maybe maybe you're the problem. Maybe you're stereotyping a male, a female, or whatever. And it's your stereotype. It's what's in your head that's incorrect. Maybe we should fix that. No, the first thing they do is they say, you know what, you're right. Here you go. So whatever the kids are thinking, they're going with the kids over the parents, even though the kids... Could be fucking with them. Yes. Oh, my God. How how do people find this stuff? How did you find this stuff out? Um, I found this out from several sources. Uh, 
what I kind of got onto was since I'll be moving to Virginia, I've actually found out that there's schools in the northern part of the state, thank God I won't be living there, mm-hmm. that are actually have mandatory transgender education. Said every California school does, uh, even down to kindergarten, like they'll have lessons where you say, hey, kid, children, imagine you're another sex. So mm-hmm. now you're taking uh, you're taking very impressionable children and saying, hey, use your imagination how would life be if you were the opposite sex and they start thinking, well, you know, maybe it'd be better. Let, let me ask you a question uh, real quick. Um, I, I had the question and I started reading something. I'm sorry. Um, how is it that the trans movement gathered so much power in such a little time? Like the gay movement, like the Harvey Milk movement, it took forever compared to this trans movement. What do you think has caused that? Schools adopting it. Okay. Well, but but, but why are schools adopting? Like, like I want to get down to the root of why has this become the the itso facto new racism talk. Yeah, because the reason the schools adopted it is again what I went back to is they had this they had this previous generation of extremely pain in the ass parents, mm-hmm. and so this the transgender movement uh, provided protections for the school to not give information to the parents, and so because they like that so much, they champion it so hard because now they don't have to tell you they don't even really have to tell you that they teach it mm-hmm. when you wow. agree to sex education, you're agreeing to all of this. Mm-hmm. And they teach all of this stuff. Oh, man. Well, V. Coop, I appreciate the phone call, my man. I hope uh, I hope you're getting our good vibes and all that kind of good stuff, buddy. Oh, yeah. All right, pal. All right, talk to you later. See ya. V. Coop, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, Kale says, this shit seriously turns my fucking stomach. Yeah. DNA test. Now, I like this idea. This should be good right here. DNA testing should be done on all trans to see if they are part of the 0.00001% that have the extra chromosome that can cause a form of incorrect sexual assignment. Otherwise, it is a psychological issue and should be dealt with that way. Or even worse, it's because it's becoming trendy to do this and they get more attention. So, okay. All right, let, let, let's hit the Wayback Machine real quick. I hate that this is such a heavy show on a Friday, but I'm glad to do it as well. We're going to go back in time, okay? Not, not really, but, but, but kind of. Um, let's see. Where are we at? Oh, how about we go... To something like this. This beat is my recital. Remember this trend? I think it's very vital. To rock a rhyme, that's right, on time. It's trick, 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 trick. Here we go. It's trick to rock a rhyme, to rock a rhyme, that's right, on time. It's trick. Now, see, I go back to the OGs. I give credit where credit's due. When rap music first came out, it was the Fat Boys, Run DMC, Sugar Hill Gang. It was all these groups. And do you remember what happened? Do you remember what happened? Black became the new black. 
goes far as says mental illness is real. I think so. Yes, it is. I think this is being used as a control mechanism, something they can be used to divide people so that other agendas can be progressed. Yes. That's why my kids go to private school. Fuck that shit. Yeah. 100% Orca. I've been talking about that with friends and family as well when the subject comes up. Um, yeah, I know. I am a tease when it comes to the music. But you remember how all white kids were turning black? And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, Vanilla Ice is on there. We can't have white rappers. Then a few years later, Eminem came on, pretty much turned the rap game inside out. But, but you remember the big fear was all white kids are going to turn black. Remember that? So is being trans now the new black? Are kids going to try this on? Let's have a real discussion here. Not everybody fit in in high school. Not everybody fit in. Everybody had their everybody had their niches and they had their friends and stuff, maybe from junior high, but you didn't fit into certain groups. You didn't fit into every group. And it seems like now, please stop me if I'm wrong, parents. Back in the day, we didn't want to fit in in every single group. We found our group, and we wanted to stay in that group, and we stayed with that group. It seems like now, though, kids want to be a part of every single group. And the parents are there leading the way. Yes, you should be in the very groups. You should be in the jocks. You should be in the ropers. You should be in the the headbangers. You should be in with the dorks. Oh, you forgot about Oh, I did forget about the Beastie Boys. I'm sorry about that, Kale. My bad. They were they were OG too. Not as OG as Run DMC, but that was the point the lady was making. The number of these girls transitioning is way out of the statistical norms. It's the trendy thing to do. Groups of girlfriends in junior high are being uh, trannies is like millions to one. So you parents, I want you to think about that. You're possibly ruining your kid's life to follow a trend. B. Coop nailed it. There are a lot of kids that will go to huge lengths for attention to be focused on, to be special. you got to think about this. We wanted our parents' attention, and sometimes they gave it to us. They were working. One of the parents, well, me growing up, older than y'all, most of y'all, one of the parents always had our attention. We, we had their attention as well, at least one. And then it got to be where parents weren't there. Everybody wants attention. I guess the parents weren't giving it, and now they're being forced to over this. Maybe they'll bring the family unit back together. But I tell you this right now, I I don't know what kind of conversation that would be in my house. If Arnie Jr. came, I I, I, I literally, I don't. I, I honestly don't. If Arnie Jr. came home, said, Daddy, I'm a girl. First of all, I'm not going to love my son any less. Let, let me get that out of the way for all the haters. And this is what I'll tell Arnie Jr. I'll say, Arnie Jr., how old are you? 
14. Okay, you're 14. When you're 18, you can start dressing that way. No, that, that's all I'm going to tell him. At 18, you can start dressing that way. Now, I'm going to need that four years to figure out if I'm going to allow him to dress that way in my house. Maybe I'll have it like this. Look, look, you, you want to live that lifestyle? That's you? Okay. If you ever come home, I, I, I don't, I'm not disowning you. I'm not. I'll always be your father. You'll always be my son. And I will say that to them. You will always be my son. And if you want to have family dinners or you want to have Christmas time at the house, you will come dressed as my son. And if that's if that doesn't appease you, then I respect that. I won't hold it against you that you want to spend your holidays without your family so you can be what you think your true self is now. If it turns out that way, then I'll have missed out. And maybe we'll have a reconciliation. But until that time, these are my rules. Now, granted, I would lose probably custody of that child pretty damn quick. I didn't talk about assaulting my kid there. I didn't talk about anything. I just talked about the rules in my house. That's all. Uh, let's see, uh, where's my slipper? Sometimes kids get attention from their parents, but they want attention from their peers. I have to deal with a lot of these parents. I feel bad for their kids because they don't have a strong person to protect them, even when it's themselves from their own stupidity, yeah? I have a trans friend, and I've been explained uh, what it's like. There are legitimate people born in the wrong body, and I can understand that. But these others who are doing it to be trendy or be different or uh, for attention, then they're the ones who put a bad name out there for the rest. Yeah. Well, and see, that's why the numbers are growing is because you've got all these attention seekers who are taking away with people who have real underlying issues. And I don't mean issues as a bad thing. Everybody has issues, and they have big ones that they have to overcome. Bigger ones than, oh, my gosh, I'm running late for an appointment today. Those are, everybody has issues. I'm not taking away from people's issues. And they're all important. Forget to add schools teach that women who broke gender barriers were not fully female. They were 40% female and 60% male, which teaches girls that females are inferior and who wants to be inferior. In fact, they're teaching this in schools is a huge problem, allowing trans in the identified locker room or the complete compete in the identified sports I don't agree with. No, they shouldn't. Boys shouldn't be competing in girls' sports. The end. The problem with uh, that ghost is that in pretty much all cases, it's easy to decipher whether a person is male or female. Yeah. No shoe throwing, Dave Coe. Uh, they're confusing masculinity and femininity, and that's a big problem because that isn't the same gender bio sex. No, it's not. It's not. Ghosts, they teach that if you think you're trans, then you are trans. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, this is, 
This is why I have that rule in my life. I don't ask the question of what's next. Except on this show, we know what's next. Do you know what's next? I know what's next. You're damn right I know what's next. Oh, boy. Here we go. It is time for Celebrity Deathmatch Greatest Sidekick. All right, real easy. These are the, the, the number twos. The ones that make the number ones look so good, but they don't get the credit for it. We're talking sidekicks here, ladies and gentlemen. And who is the who's who of sidekicks? We will find out now. Let's get it on. All right, here we go. There's a true biomed- uh, biological component, mutation that happens in any true... It's like when you have hermaphrodites. It's not super common, but it's unheard of. But the rate I'm seeing and having to give testosterone to natural-born females when they're teenagers bothers me. I was a tomboy, too, growing up, but I always knew I was a girl. I just wasn't and is still isn't super feminine. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but you should be a boy. That's what they'll tell you now. You should be a boy. All tomboys are now boys. What a master, Arnie gets everybody amped up, then goes right into fight time. You're damn right. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. First up in the battle of sidekicks, I give you the one and only David Spade, who was the greatest straight man in the world to Chris Farley. Chris Farley used Adam Sandler sometimes, and he used, you know, Rob Schneider and maybe Chris Rock every once in a while, but David Spade was the main sidekick. So we'll have David Spade go up against Ed Norton. From old school, the honeymooners phase, Ed Norton. Hamana, hamana, hamana. So I asked David Spade, Ed Norton, ask family, who ya got? Stop this madness right now. Ed Norton came out of the gate screaming, but David Spade whooped that ass. David Spade moves on. Next matchup. Oh, boy. Boy, the greatest sidekick, I would say, in television talk show history. The one and only, hi-oh, I give that four and four quarter stars. Now I'm going to have some Alpo and drink Budweiser. You are correct, sir. Ed McMahon, sidekick of Johnny Carson. Ed McMahon taking on Wayne's sidekick. You know, from Wayne's World, Garth Algar. Ed McMahon versus Garth Algar. Ask family, who ya got? 
this is a good one. This has been back and forth. It's like a match at Wimbledon. Volley, 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 smash. And we have a winner. Oh, it came down to the end. But Ed McMahon, Ed McMahon, hi-oh! Ed McMahon moves on. Boy, that was a great one. Oh, man. Hold on, I, I have to find something here. Okay. Oh, there it is. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, he goes by one name and one name only. The sidekick to Han Solo. I give you Chewbacca. Chewbacca taking on the boy wonder himself, Robin. Batman sidekick. So I've got Chewbacca against Robin. Ask family, who ya got? Oh, dear God, stop this fight. Oh, man. Chewbacca, you won. He's very happy. Chewie won. All right. Next matchup, final one for the Western Regional. One of my favorite jokes involves this sidekick. The Lone Ranger is bitten the testicles by a poisonous snake. He goes to Tonto and finds out what has to be done. Tonto goes to one of his leaders and asks, and the leader says, you have to suck the venom from the wound and spit it out to save the Lone Ranger's life. Tonto came back to the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger is out of breath. Tonto, what did they say? Tonto said, you're going to die, Kimosapi. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Tonto taking on the guy who made Sherlock Holmes look really good. That's right. I'm talking about Dr. Watson. So I got Tonto against Dr. Watson. Ask family, who you got?
Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. We have ourselves a winner. It's Tonto. Tonto wins. And now, the ever-so-important journey to go from this to being etched on to the Mount Rushmore of sidekicks. Our first matchup is a doozy. Ladies and gentlemen, in one corner, I have David Spade, sidekick not only on Saturday Night Live, but in Tommy Boy, Black Sheep as well, David Spade taking on the man who hosted Star Search, helped with the March of Dimes, and co-hosted The Tonight Show, Hi-Yo, four and four quarter stars to Ed McMahon. David Spade, Ed McMahon, Ass Family, who you got? We have a winner. We have ourselves a winner, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, another one of these fucking fantastic matches. But David Spade, David Spade comes out on top. David Spade is on the Mount Rushmore of sidekicks. Now, who will join him? Will it be the one and only (laughs) Chewbacca? Or will it be the Lone Ranger's right-hand man, Tonto? Chewbacca against Tonto. Ask family, who ya got? Chewbacca treated Tonto like we treated him. My God, Chewbacca moves on. So the the half of Mount Rushmore is set with David Spade and Chewbacca. Who will be next on that wall? We will find out here in just a little bit at ArnieRadio.com. Remember, tickets for sale. For the September 17th show in Sacramento at the Esquire IMAX. All you got to do is go to ArnieRadio.com, click on the link, and bam, you are there. It's late and she's waiting. And I know. 
should go home But every time I start to leave They play another song And someone buys another round And wherever drinks are free What's made Milwaukee famous Has made a fool out of me Babies begged me not to go So many times before She says love and happiness Can't live behind those swinging doors Now she's gone And I'm to blame Too late I finally see What's made Milwaukee famous Has made a loser Babies begged me not to go So many times before She says love and happiness Just can't live behind those swinging doors Now she's gone And I'm to blame Too late I finally see What's made Milwaukee famous Has made a loser out of me What's made Milwaukee famous Has made a loser out of me Stay with dog on her anyway She can't say that I didn't try Pour me 
try to sit down and talk to her, it always end up in a fuss. I try to reason with her right up till the time that she got on that Greyhound bus. It'd be better if I could forget her, cause she sure forgot about me. And if it takes all night, I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna sit here till I can't see. Well, I'm a sitting on the bar stool, acting like a darn fool. That's what I'm a doing today. And I'm a sitting here drinking, trying to keep from thinking I'm losing my troubles away. But I, I couldn't make her stay with well, dog on her anyways. You can't say that I didn't try. Pour me another one, I'm finished with the other one. I'm drinking my baby goodbye. Another one, I'm finished with the other one. I'm drinking my baby goodbye. Ready. Get set. Go. The Arnie State Show. Right now. Now. No. Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZ-EZ. You, you gotta love the late, great Charlie Daniels. That shit'll get you fired up in the morning. We will continue with Celebrity Ass Deathmatch after this segment to find out who will join David Spade and Chewbacca on the Mount Rushmore of sidekicks. Jose, uh, is that Chip? Says, Arnie, have you used the Peacock Network to look up the WWE Network? I believe they have a lot of the shows. They do. They do and they don't. Like, I still want to be explained why Kevin Nash wasn't on Stone Cold's thing this last Sunday, where it was supposed to be. And, like, I can't watch the, There's certain episodes of shows you can't see, and then they have certain things that you can't see, like Table for Three. If you got the WWE Network, Table for Three is one of my favorite series they run. And uh, th- this guy on TikTok, if you're on TikTok, his name's Kayfabe. There's like a... His picture is like a, a silhouette of the Undertaker. And he puts up some of the best wrestling videos I've ever seen. I mean, like, he and I go back and forth, and he he, he tries to put up there. But, yeah, uh, Jose or Chip, thank you for that. I have seen some of the WWE Network on there. But, like, pay-per-views, you got to be a member of the WWE Network, which is like another $4 a month. So, haven't pulled the trigger yet. But, yes, thank you for the update. Um, all right, let's get to it. The breaking news, it, not really breaking, it was breaking yesterday. Richard Sherman, one-time Pro Bowl cornerback, Super Bowl champion, current 49er, free agent, was a 49er. Two nights ago was arrested, denied bail. We've got an update on that. Allegedly was in a, 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 a one-car hit and run and got a DUI, and tried to break into his family's house. Here's the video. They got doorbell cam. Come through! Come through, bitch! Come through! Come through! Come 
there's a video for y'all. He's, he's come through, meaning open the door. Try to open it again. Now, now this is the thing that that you know, he's he trying to twist it open. Come through, Ray. All right, it, enough of that. Look, I, I'm not a big Richard Sherman fan, and I don't like to watch people get to fucking spiral out of control and and all that kind of stuff. This is not good. This is this is bad. The judge in the case. Um, has released him without bail with several conditions. He can't, uh, he can't drink at all, can't visit the family. Everything you think he can do or can't do, he can't. I haven't seen what the, the background is. I, I don't know, Dave Coe. I haven't heard. I love and support my husband. His wife said in a statement, I'm committed to helping Richard get the support and care he needs. He's always been a loving father and a husband. We're always looking forward to seeing him at home with his family. Sherman could be released without bail, noticing good work in the community, blah, blah, blah. Richard's among the best in our community. He's a good person and is a good soul. He's taking these allegations very seriously. Obviously, it was something. Something happened at the house to where she went to her parents' house. He went over there, was trying to break in. You know, and and she told the police, "Don't shoot." He's a black man. Don't shoot. I think once I hear it's Richard Sherman, okay, he's going to be an asshole to me. I'm not going to shoot him. If I shoot him, I'm going to shoot him in the calf. That way, if he has to play the Cowboys next year, he's going to be slowed down a little bit. Uh, her husband had been uh, on antidepressants and was receiving mental health counseling. Well, she just kind of threw him under the bus there. So we'll see what happens. Look, I think his career is over. Richard Sherman is not and never has been a good person. <laughs> he's done a lot for communities. He's all he's an asshole. I'll just say it. I don't like him. I don't know him to, to get arrested before. I mean, he, he is a shit disturber. I'll give you that. I still don't want to see him go spiral out of control like that. This is just sad. You know, this is, I, I'd rather him blow out a, like a, a knee or something on, on, on the, the field. This is just ugly. And see, this is the thing now. Athletes and these these superstars and things like this, they need to realize that when they go out this way, it follows them forever. Back in the olden days, before we had social media and videos and cameras in everybody's back pocket, you'd hear stories like this. Maybe it was at times, guys, to leave the league. And and you know what? He had a decent life after football after that. 
now this is going to stay with him. Richard Sherman's done. This is going to affect, and, and believe me, it will come up when they talk about him, and they will talk about him at the NFL Hall of Fame. And this is going to be a big thing in there. Yeah, I said it. Hall of Fame. Dude, the NFL lets pretty much anybody who's made a name for themselves in. Richard Sherman, we'll see. We'll see. We'll move on. Move on to another athlete who, I got to say, now, and, and Alicia, if you're here, you can help me with this. You're, you're a big MMA supporter, and, and you, you, you do participate in mixed martial arts. You're very good, accomplished fighter. Where do you stand now on Conor McGregor after his last weekend's debacle, if you will, where his ankle went out? And now, here's the story. This is what I really want to ask. Conor McGregor says he had multiple stress fractures entering the fight, and the UFC knew about it, and he continued to fight. Um, why? Uh, he says, I was, well, you know what? Hold on a second here. Let, let's hear it from the donkey's mouth itself. Right here we go. Speak, donkey. Oh, no. Oh, wait. There we go. When was the leg broke? Uh, what, at what point did the leg break? Ask Dana White. Ask the UFC. Ask Dr. Davidson, the, the head doctor of the UFC. They knew I was, my leg, I had the stress fractures in my leg going into that cage. There was debate about pulling the thing out because I was sparring with no shin pads and I was kicking. I kicked the knee a few times. So I had multiple stress fractures in the shin bone above the ankle. And then I have trouble with the ankle anyway, do you know what I mean, throughout the years of fighting all the time. I, I don't know about you, but, man, I, I, can't, I can't sift through all that backpedaling. Mm, whatever happened to Ray Rice? Is he going down that same path? I Could be. Ray Rice, I mean, they had it on video. They got this guy on video now. I mean, he didn't knock out a woman, but this is close enough. Lee says it sucks for him, and it's not uncommon for fighters to still want to fight and train through injuries when they have a big fight coming up, when they really shouldn't be. Uh, he's an excuse factory. I tell you what, man. I, I, I Nobody has made me like one of the Diaz brothers more than Conor McGregor. I, I, there's a lot of things in Stockton I don't like. But I've come to enjoy the Diaz brothers, the one that fights most of the time, not the one that's always, you know, fucking kicked out for smoking weed. Which one fought him, Nick? Was it Nick or Nate? I, I don't know. The one that fought Conor McGregor twice, I like him. That guy, I, I dig that fella. I used to say a lot of mean, nasty things about him, mainly just because he was from Stockton. But I tell you what, there, there's somebody who whooped Connor's ass twice. Connor got lucky the second. You look at Connor in the second fight, he looked like he lost that fight. 
First fight, Connor tapped out like a biatch very quickly. Nate. It's a normal breakdown of fighters. They have to be smart enough if they want longevity. Nick is fighting Lawler this year. Uh, last time they fought was 17 years ago, and it was a banger. Okay, so so Nick is fighting again? Okay. <laughs> I just, I, I, it's so funny to me. That this guy is, they're, they, he's going to get out of this one again. Look, I'm sorry. If you got a broken leg, I don't know wh- why the UFC would allow that because you're opening the door for lawsuits. Right? I mean, are, w- wouldn't you be fighting lawsuits then? If you knowingly let a fighter fight on a broken leg, The fighter can say all he wants, but you you are the end-all, be-all. Now, I'm still saying he lost, and Portier was whooping that ass. The fight wasn't near over yet. I was injured going into the fight. Then don't go into the fight. Pull out. Yeah, you got to pull out. If you're all broken up and all that kind of stuff, then you got to pull out. I'd be willing to bet that they offered him to reschedule the fight, and his cocky ass said no. And, and, and then that's where the UFC has to come through and have him sign all kinds of fucking shit that he won't sue. He won't say they made him fight. They wanted to fucking reschedule. He said no. Every fighter has uh, injuries going into a fight. Oh, I'm sure of that, but uh, enough to sideline them like this. Some do, I would imagine. But I, I here, here's the thing. When it comes to Conor McGregor, you don't allow your opponents any excuses. None. None whatsoever. When they lose, you beat them. That's it. That's all that you'll accept. You'll talk over them at press conferences. You'll try to be Floyd Mayweather even though you're not. You're a really bad Irish version of him. Um, so you have to do the same thing. You can't go out and say, and, and he will. he say only one because I broke my leg. Okay. You, you, you lost. Flat out, it's a it's an L. We got to hang an L on you. No, all right. So there you go. So there, there's your update on Conor McGregor. All right. Now, now this is not going to make people happy, and I know that because it didn't make me very happy at all. I'm trying to find the right music here, but I can't find it because I don't know where anything is in this world anymore. Uh, no. Oh, there we go. 
Oh, it's right around the corner. Everybody ready? That's right. It's football season almost. Training camp's open in like two weeks. So are you ready? Are you ready for some football? Maybe he fractured it when he tried to kick him at the press conference, right? Starting in 2021. Are you ready for this? The Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, will be played before the start of every game week one. By the way, they're saying it's going to run throughout the season. Oh, are you ready for some football now? The NFL allowed social justice phrases like end racism to be painted on the back team end zones and players were able to honor victims of systemic racism and police violence. Front office sports reported NFL plans on ratcheting up the message for the 2021 season. Oh, man, I'm ready, baby. Woo! Right, more politics in sports. Kick ass. It's like the NFL. Well, the NFL is looking for their LeBron. Who will it be? We can go ahead and cross out Richard Sherman. That's for sure. Lift every voice except whites. Well, of course, duh. By the way, it's not every game won. It, it's all games. They're, they're going to make this a prominent feature at all NFL games now. I hate it. I, 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 I this is. <sighs> Without black players, there would be no National Football League, and the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequity. Inequality and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening. Roger Goodell is a fucking giant turd. I remember a time. I know I'm sitting on the porch swing right now. Rocking back and forth, whittling something. I remember a time when we ran to sports to forget about politics. To forget about the news of the day. And it was a simple form of, of competition that entertained us. That's what sports used to be. Sports are more now, now more than ever before. Everybody wants to hammer Vince McMahon for saying sports entertainment. But that's all that all of this is. That is all all that is. Hey, you're on the air. Who's this? Morning, Arnie. It's Zach. Hey, what's up, buddy? You know, for as much as Goodell is a turd sandwich, yes. would you take back Paul Tagliabue over him? Yes. I, I would take back a, a Pete Rosell, Paul Tagliabue. 
I would almost even wish Bart Giamani would come back to live and replace uh, this guy. He's the worst. He is the absolute worst. Roger Goodell is Satan. Totally. And the funny thing was, uh, and, Goodell and, used to Goodell used to be Tagliabue's attack dog for issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cleveland fans still remember how he pretty much spearheaded the Browns leaving to go to Baltimore, and that's why he gets booed everywhere he goes. He is a pile of shit. And even watching the uh, the All Star game the other the other night, which by the way they're claiming it was a sellout for the baseball All Star game, I saw a lot of empty seats at that game. Uh, that, might, that might mean second. I, I found out a lot about that. Those are those second and third tier ticket companies that can't sell those block of seats because they want way too much money for them. So the seats are sold. The game is a sellout. Just not all the seats are full. But go ahead. Right. No, it, it, I mean, watching Manford and everything he's done with baseball makes me actually miss Bud Selig in a way. Oh, I mean, you. I think that that's a gay couple waiting to happen. Rob Manfred and Roger Goodell need to run off and, and up to the Hamptons and get married because they fucking hate sports. They hate America and they hate sports. They're perfect for one another. Yeah, it, it's gone insane to where... I mean, and you said it correctly a couple of minutes ago, is that Americans used to run away from everyday life to go and run the sports of, hey, this is a nice escape. Because once again, during the All-Star game the other night, you know, you're sitting there, you're watching the All-Star game, which is pretty boring. And all of a sudden in the seventh inning, you're like, hey, we're going to talk about cancer for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And like, what the hell? Really? I, I think Bill Burr said it best during one of his little rants on a talk show a couple of years ago and how politics have gotten way too far in sports. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it has. It, it's made sports a joke. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, thanks, Zach, for the call, my man. I appreciate it. But look at what LeBron has done and has not done in the NBA. He makes all these, these poignant movements for, for BLM and all this. They get players to... Ah, my hands are up, don't shoot. You remember all that? Remember all that? And yet, a couple years ago, somebody says something about somebody in China. And that person was fired from the NBA immediately because you can't go up against the main funding of the NBA, and that's the Chinese and Nike. I don't wear Nike products anymore if I don't have to. It's a choice I make. I know it's not hurting their bottom dollar at all. I, I, I get it. And I'm glad that people don't see it the way I see it. Like, I, I'm, I like Nike shoes. I always have been a fan of Nike, but I'll never wear that company again. And it, that goes for Converse and Cole Haan and all those, those shoe companies that are in the Nike umbrella. I won't wear your shoes anymore because you allow slavery to happen, and that's what puts your shoes together. And, and you got LeBron talking about slavery and things like that in America. You're allowing it to happen in China right this second. Some kid is stitching his shoe together in a sweatshop in China. 
Now, now here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're going to call shit out, you got to call shit out. That's my point. I never heard Michael Jordan come out and talk politics and do all that kind of stuff. And that motherfucker's shoes were made over there. I don't care. By the way, I don't care that they're doing that either. What I care about is the hypocrisy in people like LeBron James. Now, um, I was asked a question here by Derek. He says, off topic, but I just saw a story yesterday that California lawmakers are planning to pay meth addicts to stay sober. You have to be fucking kidding me. This is bullshit. Um, There are lawmakers that are pushing the feds to allow a therapy that pays meth users to abstain. Uh, It's a rehab in San Francisco called PROP, Positive Reinforcement Opportunity Project. The program paid him to show up and stay clean. It wasn't much money, very little in fact. But I didn't, I I need the support, I need the connection, I was doing something positive. The Department of Veterans Affairs have long employed the therapy, providing it to 5,600 veterans. uh, Tested for the target drug. Uh, But outside the VA, it's almost used 0%. Well, the VA, they, they can pay for it. Look, do you want your tax dollars to pay for them? To stay clean, or do you want your tax dollars to pay for them in jail? That's what you have to ask yourself. I, I know it, it, it's a shitty conversation to have, but which one would you rather pay for? Would you rather pay them to be clean and, and actually contribute to society? Or do you want to fund them in their fucking lifestyle and the prison that they will be in in no time at all. Stray Fire says, I choose jail. Yeah. And, and that's, so here you go. This is what I talk about all the time. I don't think they would stay clean. Okay. Hey. This is why you vote in every election. I know it's a pain in the ass because it seems like there are elections every six months. I get it. I, I understand. These are the kind of things that you have to vote on. You Do you want people like you? And this is a perfect example. Would you rather pay for them to go to jail or would you rather pay for them to stay clean? One is easily a Republican issue. The other is easily a Democratic issue. They'd figure a way to fake it. Well, and if so, then then you can throw them in jail for fraud, for for theft from the company. I I haven't told you what I I get it. I get why they're doing it. They want to get people off meth. Okay. Do I think our taxpayers' dollars should pay for that? Fuck no. But if this is a, something that combat the fact that we pay all this money for our prison systems and our prison systems are rotting from the inside, huh? I, like, I, I'm, I'm lost when it comes to that whole conversation. Jail is the only place they will be clean until they are released. Well, 
somewhat. We we can go somewhat clean because they get contra- contraband smuggled in there, even in the prisons. Not not I'm not talking crazy Scarface amounts or nothing like Goodfellas. But they can still get their hands on shit in there. So they're not going to be 100% clean there either. Why can't we just let them die in the streets? Here's your answer. Ghost in Nevada, this is an answer that I've gotten for so many questions. Don't ask me to explain it. You're going to have to figure it out. Because we're America. Why can't we let them die in the streets? Because we're America. That's the answer to that question. I would vote for workforce jail for those type of folks. Sure, I'll pay for you to stay clean while you earn your keep by clearing the forest or picking up trash, supervised like chain gangs, but with maybe less whipping. <laughs> oh, the old, the, the, the old work camps. Oh, God, how I miss those. Seriously, I think those I think that'd be a better deterrent than the shit that we have today. By the way, the NFL is not hurting. The pandemic didn't really hurt the NFL that much. 85% of this year's Super Bowl ads are already sold at a record price. It will cost about $6 million for a 30-second spot. So ask family, if we start saving up now, I could probably have a Super Bowl ad, I don't know, in 100 years. $6 million, 85% of the game is sold out. I don't know how many minutes a game they get. $12 million a minute in advertising. Super Bowl, what? I'll say, okay, how much did I say? $12 million? Times 60. Uh, okay, then we got to add all these damn zeros. $720 million they get on the Super Bowl ads alone. We can save them by owning one of those subliminal message length commercials. Proud of you for your setting goals. Yes, Steve Austin can get them a commercial. I know uh, they do, uh, I have spent time in jail. You really want to get high when you're snorting something that came out of a guy's ass? I I hear you, but hey, an addict would. Uh, Let's see. uh, So there you go. It's only this show can go from snorting stuff out of guys' asses to talking about how much the Super Bowl is going to make. 
I, oh, $12 million a minute. 60 minutes. Mm-mm-mm. I can't believe it. And, and that's not knowing who's in the game. I mean, what if you get, like, you know, the fucking Lions and the Buccaneers, or not the Buccaneers, but the, let's say the Lions and the Texans. Oh, boy, that would be a matchup of the century, wouldn't it? Put your ads are bought. You spent $6 million on that. Congratulations. Most of them are going to be tied up in their main media buyers, Coca-Cola, car companies, beer companies, all that kind of shit. They're the ones buying up most of this, so. You think that you're going to see your dry cleaner shop come up with a $6 million fucking ad in the Super Bowl? Ain't happening. Oh, believe me, I would love, if I won like $100 million, I'll be doing this show like once a week. But uh, no, no, I, I, I'd, be, I'd be doing it at least twice or three times a week, maybe every other day. But I would buy a Super Bowl ad. If I had $100 million, if I won $100 million in a lottery, I would buy a Super Bowl ad for this show. I'd buy a full minute. Hi, my name's Arnie States. I used to be in the regular world of radio. The regular world of radio, we all can, can agree, pretty much stinks now. I have the word sucks underneath it. Why do you want to listen to, to, to radio when you can listen to podcasts? Podcasts that can say whatever they want. Underneath it will say, yes, he curses a lot. I'm just telling you, $6 million, that'd be a great investment. I should go on Shark Tank. Let's see. Uh, The ads have become a real watch for a lot of people. Once a week, what the fuck? I would, be, I would write like BLM. Okay, three times a week. Three times a week. Oh, yeah, the ads are one of the biggest parts of the game. And they have sucked recently. Man, the people spending all that money on those ads are not getting anything good out of them. But they are set. They are set right there. All right, now, we're done with sports here. We got it. We, well, oh, wait. Do we do we do that? Ah, let's see. Let let let's do let let's let let's bury this fucking idiot first. Because I want to talk about this. Uh, these two stories I want to talk about. <laughs> I know it's a battle of jail or pay them, but honestly, they have the choice to do the meth. I don't think they should be rewarded by being paid to spend the time in jail, I say. Hey, it comes down to their choice. They're the ones who started it. They started it. They have an addiction to it. They're the ones. Look, I wouldn't want to be paid to quit. How long does that last, too, by the way? how I, I, I didn't read further into it because we got going on other stuff here, but to go back to it. How long do they have to stay clean? I, I'm i a recovering addict and alcoholic. And I try not to rub it down y'all's throat and say any talk too much about it, but I'll say this right now. 
after being sober for 24 years. There are times I still think about drinking. So, I mean, I'm 24 years sober, so they should be paying me, right? I'm almost seven years completely clean off of opioids. Not a day goes by, I don't think about taking those. But it's been seven years. So when do you stop paying me? Um, okay, thanks. I want peaceful protest if there are three shows a week. Okay. Hey, man, I have always stayed away from my whole life. If I had a dollar for every time I was offered, I'd be kicking it home, now tweaking out. Indefinitely, I'm sure that they get paid unless until they test positive for drugs. Oh, I don't think the, the program could go on forever like that. Forever. Like the kid in the sandlot. That's not a very good business model. Yeah, we're just going to pay them for the rest of their lives. What are their jobs? Oh, to stay sober. Oh, okay. And, like, like what happens, like, right when you stop? I mean, I imagine they're not paying him enough to live. Pay him, what, $20 a day, maybe? $30? It's math. It's not like it's going to be that expensive. But in today's day and age, when the minimum wage is supposed to support a family of four, Jesus Christ. And you know what? I think I think we've gotten to this point when it comes to to spending and, and money, like it because of people like Jeff Bezos and people like Richard Brand, these multi billionaires that they, they can that they never have to hear the word no again. Everybody thinks that the word no is so bad. No is a pretty damn good word, if you think about it. No is going to save your ass a lot. Should I do that? No. All right, I won't do that. Good, then you ain't going to die. When, when the word no is out of your vocabulary, you make a lot of dumb decisions. And this is one of those with, with I don't understand something here. So, you know, Jeff Bezos is going out into outer space. And by the way, nobody's making a stink about this except me. Somebody bid $28 million to fly with Jeff Bezos on Blue Origins Rocket. $28 million. That was the winning bid, and it went to somebody that no, nobody was talking about, right? Well, all of a sudden, the guy who paid $28 million had something that came up in his schedule. Now, either you are fucking beyond wealth. How does something come up in your schedule that's more important than you spent $28 million on? How did you not know of that thing? Oh, man, you shouldn't have been on that. We have that thing that day. 
Now, here's the other fucking weird part of the story. Oliver Damon, an 18-year-old from the Netherlands, will replace the $28 million bidder. His father, the equity mogul Jones Damon, made the second-place bid. Now, the guy who paid $28 million, he ain't getting his money back but he's going to be able to do a later flight. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. No, 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 wait. Scoozy? Wait a second. I want my $28 million back. You see, you see, this is what happened. Let me, let me tell you all what happened. So whoever the cat was, who bid $28 million to fly on Jeff Bezos's uh, Amazon One or whatever the fuck it's being called. He watched Richard Branson's. And he watched it and he goes, wait a second. They lose gravity for like 10 seconds and then they're coming back to Earth? Wait, wait, and they, they didn't go... They didn't go into outer space? What did I pay $12 million for? A plane that goes really high? He gets on the horn. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop. But a ding, but a ding. Yeah, Jeff Bezos here. Yeah, Jeff, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this, uh, this, this Richard Branson. His is totally different than yours, right? Like, like this whole thing is totally different. Well, uh, actually, no, it's pretty much playing out the exact way that our Blue Origin rocket's going to go. Really? So we just go up, and then we pretty much come down? Uh, yeah. yeah I said, uh, d- do you need anything else? I, I, I'm kind of busy right now. I, I'm buying a lot of stuff on my own company. Uh, can I call you later? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and try to return this. Amazon's fucking return policy sucks. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Oh, we'll keep the $28 million. You can fly on a later flight. We, we've got to let this little Dutch boy fly. <laughs> Do they need him to put his finger in a dike? Is Ellen on that flight, too? Hey, now. Hey, now. That right there was comic gold, kids. I'd like to see you try to get that on regular radio. <laughs> Little Dutch boy from the Netherlands. <laughs> it was probably the alert from his banking saying he was overdrawn. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Well, yeah, I spent $28 million. Sir, you make $28,000 a year. I really wanted to go on that flight. Yeah, all this shit dropped yesterday, and everybody in media was like, all right. I'm like, wait a second. Wait. You, you, did, did you people not have parents like I had parents growing up? Like, like if you signed up, like, we all saw these parents, right? If a kid wanted to quit the sport, like, if the kid was terrible at baseball, 
This was a phrase you would hear. We paid for the whole season. You're going to play for the whole season. That was like $40. You paid $40 for your kid to play the whole season. And now a guy's just going, $28 million? All right, no problem. Good God. Derek says, I'm so glad I found you on here. The radio shows around Sacramento suck ass in the morning. Oh, what's this guy saying now? Minnesota lawmaker claimed he was cited for driving while black, so police released the body cam. Yeah, I did this story yesterday. Hey, man, I never let my kids quit a sport once they've signed up for Stick it out and finish the year. If you don't like it, don't sign up next year. That ain't the point. The point was they, that wasn't the point our parents were making. The point our parents were making was it cost them $40 to sign up. You got this shitty damn jersey. You're going to go play baseball. If I got to give up two nights a week and a Saturday, that cost $40. And, and I will say this right now. Here, here's another truth that I'm going to let out from childhood about parents. Maybe it wasn't your parents. I'm not saying all parents were like this. But there were a certain number of parents that were on the team. When they found out it was their turn to bring drinks, and I'm talking about back in the day. Back before the health Nazis came in there and kids got a soda after the game or halftime of the football game, you got orange slices. Not now when you have mango tea being served to the children. Back in the good old days. Parents hated it when they remembered they were team mom for the night. You'd get, oh, God damn it. I get sodas for these kids. And once again, this is where my mom working at Dr. Pepper could have made me a superstar. No, because mom was too busy working, so dad was in charge of that. I love my father, but my father, always. And I, it's not hyperbole. This is not kidding. I hated it when we were so tonight because my dad would always get... Shasta. You know, the one where everything had the aftertaste of antifreeze? Orange Shasta. Fruit Punch Shasta. Cola Shasta. Lemon Lime. Oh, for fuck's sake. Just give me a bottle of ammonia to drink. I, I, I don't know if you heard Scott Harkson, driver of monster truck, gunslinger, died today. I did not hear that. That's sad. Uh, back in the good old days, they gave beer to kids, yeah. I love teen mom snack days. Uh, one up them moms. Yeah. See, you loved it. My parents fucking hated it. Hangtown Jen says, damn straight, you begged to play. I got, I paid, got up the fucking butt, er, butt ass early to get you there. Fuck it out. 35 oranges and 4 a.m. so you could be happy. You're going to fucking play and smile for the team picture. 
Oh, root beer. Oh, come on, Zach. Root beer Shasta was one of the worst. Oh, that was like a soda you chewed. Doug says, I'm your dad. My kids love it. I don't drink that much soda. Oh, fucking A, not Shasta. At least get store brand stuff. Store brand at least tries harder than Shasta. Man, I would be hoping it. You would love it when the team mom showed up with Coke or Dr. Pepper. You're like, yes. And then there's the States family with our, our Coleman cooler. We had a green Coleman cooler that had one of those lids on that weighed like 40 pounds. And they had the two gay plastic straps that you folded up in the middle. That's how you carried this thing. And if you could carry it with one arm, you could compete in the World Strongman competition. It was built, uh, like, I I remember seeing the, the tag on it, Coleman, built 1961 by Hal. This thing was going to last forever. Until that one fateful day in Oklahoma on the campus of Oral Roberts University, hand to God, people broke into our unlocked car and took the shit out of the cooler to take the cooler because there was nothing but Shasta in the cooler. I am not kidding. That is a real story. I just want to know, does it say what the appointment this guy had? is? I mean, is he a doctor? Is he doing brain surgery on that day? Is he a dictator? Does he have to put somebody to death? Like, uh, uh, the, the flight's on July 20th. He knew the date going in. Oh, crikey. Damn it. Oh, it's on July 20th this year. Oh. Oh, man. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to back out. Yeah, you're going to have to find somebody else. Well, you're not going to get your money back. Well, I am. Well, we can offer you another trip. No, that's okay. <laughs> Zach then texted, then again, I like Barks root beer. Barks wasn't half bad. Barks was all right. I just wasn't a big root beer fan. And it, you know what? Let me just say this right now to Root Beer. Yes, I'm, I'm going to take this opportunity to apologize to Root Beer on the air. Root Beer, I never gave you a fake, a fair shot. I, I, I never did, and here's the reason why. I've had you, and you taste nothing like Dr. Pepper. Nothing at all. No, no similarities whatsoever. I've hated you ever since the first time I was told when I asked, do y'all have Dr. Pepper? We have root beer. Now, the the first time I heard it, I, I didn't know what to say, and I've heard this a number of times. About the hundredth time, it was, what? So now I've come up with a simple solution when I'm when I'm faced with that. 
Y'all got Dr. Pepper? We have root beer. Well, congratulations. Do you have Dr. Pepper? You see, that's me telling them, hey, fuckhead, they're nothing the same. Do you have Dr. Pepper? Or is that a big no? Oh, I hate that more than anything. Oh, that one gets me. I'm still angry about that shit. Maybe that was the problem on the Bezos flight. The guy said, hey, y'all going to have Dr. Pepper? Well, we got root beer. And he's like, okay, he's an idiot. I don't, I don't want to spend any kind of money like that with him. Okay. By the way, uh, Ashton Kutcher had a ticket for the next flight on Virgin Galactic. And his wife, whoosh, Mila Kunis, says, that's a stupid decision. You have a family. And he is now not flying into space. Woo, mama got her way. Ma- mama, mama slapped it down. She said, uh-uh, you ain't going to outer space. Leave me with these damn kids. Mila, you dummy. You should have took out extra fucking insurance on him. God, no, don't you know nothing? Tim says, Dr. Pepper, what the fuck, bro? You love Big Red. That shit tastes like, oh, I, I look, I like Big Red, too. Big Red's even harder to get. That's why I love being back in Texas. Because there are certain places that Big Red is on tap. That, that's right. I said it. It's on tap. First place, uh, One of the first places we ate when we moved back here is this place called Meteor Burger. And it's really, really good, but they had, like, a big... Bologna type burger, and it was the bologna thing was really good. We gotta go back there. I ain't been there in a while, but that was one of the first places that I saw where you go get your sodas, and there was Big Red, and I was like, I'm home, I am home. I like Big Red a lot. Don't get me wrong, but Dr Pepper is the nectar of the gods. Uh, she's a bitch in real life, too. Jackie would be proud, yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, we we have kind of, I, I know I said it earlier, like, what has happened to this person? But we got a little bit of, uh... Bye-bye, just lean, bye-bye. Bye-bye, just lean, bye-bye. I'm begging you, please don't take that girl. Come on, everybody. Jizzling, 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 jizzling. Please don't take her to that awful man. Your money is beyond compare with fancy cars and clothes to wear with dollar bills and stacks and stacks of green. Your smile is so frightening, your cooch is nothing Whoa. I have seen. I would never serve you to an enemy. Just lean. Alright, so. 
I don't know where these reports are coming from. Oh, it says a podcast. Okay. So it has to be true. Ghislaine Maxwell used Bill Clinton to escape from her, quote, sick partnership with Jeffrey Epstein as it's revealed the former president joined them on two more undisclosed trips to India, China, Japan, and Taiwan. Good God Almighty. Clinton also flew on a private jet owned by billionaire Ron Burkle with Ghislaine as a passenger during a trip to India in November 2003. According to a journalist, uh, part of the official Clinton party and even stayed in the same hotel as him. In the new podcast, Chasing Ghislaine, which is available uh, from Thursday on Audible Originals, Wow. What? Now, this is a huge statement here. Ghislaine Maxwell was considered by the Clintons' personal staff to be just as important as Epstein for raising money for the Clinton Foundation. Ruh-roh. Oh. Ruh-roh. That is not good. Oh, that does not play well. Oh, the people in Hope, Arkansas are so sad. I think maybe this is why Bill is getting so gray and we don't see him that much now. We never see Hillary anymore because they haven't figured out a way to get to Ghislaine. I, I will say this right now. Mark my words. God forbid something happens to Ghislaine Maxwell. Hillary Clinton is being talked about for president again. Maybe, maybe Joe Biden is keeping Ghislaine alive to keep Hillary out of the party. Because once this gal's dead, then I believe a lot of things can die that aren't so high profile. Whew, that's scary. That I tell you what, the Clintons are a scary couple of people, ain't they? Too bad all this shit is coming out after the Clintons are out of power. Yeah, but see, here's the good thing. Tim, it keeps them out of power. That's the last thing we want, is them to get back into power. Uh, Big news happened yesterday. Britney Spears might be getting her freedom back. Oh, no. Oh, I I mean, oh, boy. Three weeks ago, such an outcome might have seemed unthinkable. Brittany says, I have an IUD in my body right now that won't let me, they won't let me take it out. She talked about being drugged into submission, forced to work against her will, and having every minute detailed of her life. 
She wants to hire her own lawyer, and yesterday that was made possible. New York Times, NPR have joined forces with TMZ to free Britney. 40-year-old woman with a $60 million empire, so micromanaged that according to the New Yorker, she had to arrange clandestine methods to obtain unmonitored cell phones to call for help. Oh, let the truth come out on this. Let the truth come out on this. Let Brittany be free, baby. Boy, nothing we need more in our... Nothing would do this society better than an unhinged Britney Spears. You want to talk about how we will forget everything that happened with Ghislaine Maxwell? We won't pay attention to Joe Biden and the crazy shit that he says anymore. If you get Britney out on Sunset Boulevard again with hair clippers and an umbrella... The world will stop again. Mark my words. Mm -mm -mm. But I do want her to be free for her own good. I want her to be free for her own good. Her kids are almost getting old enough to where... They can be on their own. They're 18. They can be taken. Get, they're gone. So she don't have to worry about Kevin Federhofer anymore. I think once she gets rid of that, that, that albatross of Kevin Federhofer, I think life will be good for Brittany. It's the worst thing to ever happen to her. Um. All right. Let's see. Did this one already? Okay, we did that one. Okay. Oh, I have a new term for everybody. We 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 have to learn a new term today. <laughs> this is a part of a story that I found yesterday that said, "Wow, thanks for teaching me this word." Ask family, there is a new word out there, a new phrase. Are you ready for this phrase that I want you to look up? And I'd like for you to respond back what you got. The term is art of the zoo. Art of the zoo. Go ahead and look that up. I get anything for Art of the Zoo? It's a TikTok trend that's going on right now, telling people how to look this up. 
They say the trend is popular because of how horrifying it actually is. If you don't want to see descriptions and images related to art of the zoo, you don't have to go on looking for them. Instead, you can just read an article that tells you about them. I don't think I should have looked that up on my work computer. <laughs> yep, he looked up the right thing then. Yeah, what it is is uh, it, it's all about bestiality. Uh, I, I had a feeling it was going to be. I looked it up on Urban Dictionary. That's where I looked it up. I didn't want to get any visuals. I've seen enough visuals of it. What does it? Oh, come on. Art of Zoo. Me before searching Art of Take Zoo on Google. Versus after. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, all right. Phone number 775-357-FANS. It is that time again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. It is time for Celebrity, celebrity. Ass Mount Rushmore of Sidekicks. That's right. Our last, uh, our last round. David Spade and Chewbacca made it to the final four. And now, when you get fired, it's all my fault. Okay. Well, you should know not to look up anything I'd say. For God's sake, woman. Let's get it on. All right. Here we go. Our first matchup in the Eastern Finals. Ladies and gentlemen, the first one I'm giving you. Goxley into Art of Zoo, probably. <laughs> Here we go. From the movie Blazing Saddles, the sidekick to the sheriff, Gene Wilder played him brilliantly, the Waco Kid. Taking on... A sidekick that did his job so perfectly, he even died. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Goose. Waco Kid versus Goose. Ask family, who ya got? This one's a matchup for the ages, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I I am proud of this matchup. Two of the greatest sidekicks in, in history, and they were about as big as a sidekick. The first one uttered those words, De plane, boss, de plane. I give you tattoo. Hervé Villachez taking on 
Mini-Me, also known as Vern Troyer. Tattoo versus Mini-Me, ass family. Who do you have in this battle of giants? game this is all right ladies and gentlemen boy this is gonna be a tough one right here in this matchup i give you the man that hollered this out once or had this hollered about him yo baby you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat i give you silent bob and he is taking on donkey from 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 the from, oh from the oh what's that thing's name? God damn it, donkey from from the ogre movie. Shit, I can't even think of it. So donkey versus Silent Bob. Ask family, who ya got? Shrek. That's it. Thank you. from Shrek moves on. Ooh, and oh man, oh man, is this a battle of the ages and the sidekicks here. Old school as you can get. The man who patrolled the mean streets of Mayberry with one bullet in his pocket. I give you Deputy Sheriff Barney Fife taking on Fred Flintstone's best friend and neighbor, Barney Rubble. Fife, Rubble, ass family, who ya got?
We have ourselves a winner, and it's not even close, ladies and gentlemen. The long arm of Barney Fife and the law has withstood the test of Barney Rubble. Is Barney Fife a sidekick, though? Uh, I would say yes. I, I would definitely say he's a sidekick. Look, I love Barney. Barney could have ran Mayberry on his own. But we ain't talking about that. Now Now we got to get to the nitty-gritty. Who is going to be on etched, uh, etched on Mount Rushmore in our first matchup? Will it be Goose from Top Gun? Or will it be Tattoo from Fantasy Island? The plane, boss, he's falling out of the plane. Ass family, goose, tattoo, who you got? is on the Mount Rushmore of sidekicks where they will be facing off against Donkey from the Shrek movies taking on the one and only Barney Fife. Ask family, I ask you, Donkey versus Barney, who ya got? <laughs> Derek Olson has the last vote. He has Donkey, and that tied things up. Who's it going to be, ass family? Is it going to be Donkey, or is it going to be Barney Fife of Mayberry? I need someone, anyone, to please end the tie. Barney or Donkey? Barney or Donkey? Donkey it is! Donkey it is! Donkey moves on! Man. Man, oh man, that was something. Oh, goodness gracious. The final four is now set. David Spade, Chewbacca, Goose, and Donkey. We will have a winner for you. 
in just a few minutes.
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. I'm sorry that there is uh, strife, if you will, in the ass family world when it comes to the Mount Rushmore of sidekicks. It was a close vote. I said first one that does it, and, and the first one that came up was Donkey. I, I, I'm saying I was looking everywhere. Zach, your text came in late. Donkey came in first, so I apologize. But, hey, that, that, that's the beauty of this. We, it's a democratic election. Uh, something that's not democratic is what the University of California has done at UC Davis to their baseball team. Everybody on the team has been suspended. Coaching staff has been put on leave as it investigates allegations of misconduct. Investigation expected to last for the first two months of the fall quarter that starts in September. UC Davis shut down their student-run marching band following reports of bullying, hazing, sexual misconduct, alcohol, and drug use. Now, is this where I need to sit back in my old man chair and just shake my head at the world, realizing that the world that I loved, that I lived in for so long, is completely and utterly gone? Uh, Yeah, I just said the first one to say it, yeah. Uh, yeah, my colleagues and I were saying that's a total Title IX case to spin the team and the coach. <sighs> Here's the thing. I don't know. They're not really going into a lot of detail about what this is about. Statement, the safety of students almost utmost at UC Davis University has learned of allegations of misconduct involving baseball team. Uh, the review is blah, blah, blah. Remember, it conducted. Uh, could not provide any more details, including when the allegations surfaced because the process protects the privacy of parties. So is this a, it? Is this maybe the baseball team had their way with a girl in the baseball house or something? Is, is that what I'm hearing? It rise, what? what Pardon me for my ignorance when it comes for this. We can never disclose Title IX details. Okay. So that's what it, it has something to do with female. Let, 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 let's say, let, just quick yes or no's. Has something to do with female. Possibly athlete. It doesn't have to be an athlete. Because if this is about, like, uh, she says, I'd call it a party gone bad with a sexual assault if I had to put money on it. Okay. Maybe the coach knew about it, didn't tell anybody. Okay. I get it. Hey, I, I get it. And, and, and here's the thing. Now, now I won't sit on my porch and think that the world behind me is completely gone. Because this is something that I could live with. The entire baseball team knew that a sexual assault happened in the baseball house and the the coach knew about it. I'm not a big fan of sexual assault. I'm I'm just not. I'm sorry. 
I, I don't think it's somebody finally getting there as if the girl is saying no. So if there is some sort of sexual assault that's going on there and the team hit it, I have zero problem with the university doing this. This is the problem. If you're going to be a raper or somebody like that, don't go to a University of California school. They will kick you out immediately. They'll either kick you out or make you a chancellor. Maybe hazing a player then went too far, like a bat up the ass. Then the player spoke up. Ooh. That's interesting. Is prison rape okay, though? Well, you know, as long as it's consensual. Asking for a friend. It rise. Here, I, I do have one question. If this is what... What we're talking about here, like a bat up the ass, is that covered under Title IX? I'll wait for the answer, please. If that's a part of Title IX, then I, I'm, I, I might, I might lean towards that one there. The hazing of a player. Uh, usually, we try to keep. Yes. Oh, there it is. There it is. We know what it is now. We try to keep everyone in school and activities while we investigate, so this action is huge. Yeah. Oh, man. Stinkfist, you might have this. Uh-oh. Boy, the coach would know about that. The coach would be like, man, somebody needs to shove a bat up your ass. Somebody fucking goes, oh, okay, I'll shove a bat up your ass. Wow. Way to go, UC Davis. Way to go, you fucking weirdos. Oh, all right. You you can feel bad. You can choose to feel bad for this lady, or you could be asshole like me. I like being an asshole. So this grandmother, this 82-year-old grandmother, decided that she wanted to donate her hair to charity. She's trying to be nice. She wants to donate her hair towards charity. Now, Sheila Martin's her name, and she raised thousands after deciding to undergo the drastic change to raise money for pancreatic cancer in the U.K., She's got 15 grandkids. She raised money in memory of her son who died with that disease. She was left delighted by the sum that she raised, although admitted she was a little disappointed that her silver hair was, sadly, yeah, it, 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 was, it, it was sadly rejected. Still cut it off. Still, yeah, 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 yeah. You might want to look into that first, hon. It sure, it fell short of the minimum length required to make a donation. But hey, she raised money for it. She just got a buzz cut now. 
Maybe I, I, I'll look, I'll raise money, but now I, I, I don't want to have to cut my hair. Don't make me cut my hair. How would that be uh, Title IX unless it was a girl who wanted to play on the baseball team and she was recipient of the bat? I believe it would work because maybe they found out that player was gay. And that's why the bat thing happened. And that, that I do believe Title IX. That's why I asked. I asked the question about that because I figured Title IX would protect anyone in same-sex acts as well. That's why I think that's what it could be. Title IX covers athletics, equality, and sexual assault. There you go. There you go. All right. So we read about this grandma who cut off her hair stupidly. Now I'm about to make y'all's day. The State Fair of Texas, the greatest state fair in the world, has announced their choices for food competition semifinalists this year. These are things that you will be able to get at the State Fair of Texas, I believe. There are 19 savory and 13 sweet entries. Here's what we have to choose from. Bacon jam corn bombs. Country fried shrimp grits. Crawfish etouffee stuffed turkey leg. Oh, my. Crispy crazy corn. I don't know what Dallas hot is. Uh, State Fair Classic Reimagined Bill. A tasty union that's hearty, cheesy, and packed with heat. A smoked turkey frank is dunked in a fiery seasoned batter and then deep fried, smothered with rich and creamy mac and cheese. And then topped with fried jalapenos. And drizzled with Cholulu. Okay, I don't like that. Deep fried I-35. Do we have a deep fried I-35? Is a Texas road trip. Famous for its peaches. All right, don't want any of that. Deep fried shrimp etouffee. Okay. Frozen ranch water. Uh, okay, that's just no. Frozen ranch water. Hawaiian luau going bananas. Lobster corn dog. Give me 16. Wait, hold on. Lobster corn dog. The unique one of a kind item will fulfill both your corn dog and fancy. Uh, first, you take a lobster, cake bread it, and make it the freshest of cornbread batter. Then we deep fry it until golden brown. Serve with a fresh romalade for dipping. Wow. Is that one next? Is the lucky, lucky dumpling next? No. Wait, wait, wait. Was, okay. Yeah, all right. We'll keep going down here. The lucky duck dumpling. Yeah, I don't want cream cheese blended with succulent duck bacon. Yeah. Pork shots. 
Smoked sausage at the base of the shot. Wrapped cheese with, okay. Takis Locos. Uh, nope. Texas brisket, banh mi. No, that's in a baguette, a Vietnamese baguette. What? Hold up. Did you say fried peaches? Yeah, that's back here. That's the uh, I-35, deep fried I-35. Famous for its peaches. Next, we move down there. We stop and pick up a dozen or so kolaches. If you don't know what a kolache is, it's a Danish. We like them sweet or savory, such as the dilemma, the only solution, sweet and savory. Next, head to Dublin, Texas. Famous for, you guessed it, Dr. Pepper. After a few hours of driving, blah, blah, blah. We combine these ingredients into a sweet, savory, decadent tribute to Texas. Deep fried I-35. We take kolache dough, leave a center for our filling. We top our fried kolache with smoked beef brisket, peach juice combined with Dr. Pepper. Oh. Oh. They make a barbecue sauce out. It's a barbecued kolache. Holy shit. I, I'm glad I moved on from that. Texas chicken fried steak flauta basket. Oh, yeah. Chicken fried steak sandwich rolled up in a flour tortilla and deep fried. Give me some. What are the sweet ones? Brisket brittle. They, they've replaced the peanuts and peanut brittle with brisket? That's disgust me. That, no. Deep fried pancakes? All right, I'll try it. Deep fried peanut butter and ras brulee? Huh? Holy shit! Uh, seamless marriage after school food, PB&J, and that special dessert, creme brulee. Okay. Blended time, deep fried peanut butter sandwich pocket is topped with a thick and white creamy vanilla cream. Sugar heavy. Ooh. Ooh. A peanut butter creamed. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, that, that one I got to say. Holy shit. That one's not bad. Deep fried peach cobbler. Done. That one's a winner. Deep fried Ritz, buttery flavored Ritz cracker, layered with luscious strawberry swirled cream cheese filling, dipped in a batter and deep fried until golden brown. I'll try that. Deep fried toffee, deep fried Halloween. That's all the candies in there, all deep fried. Mexican bread pudding, no thanks. Tessa's pumpkin poke cake. No. The armadillo. Armadillo cookie butter ice cream sandwich. It's made from scratch. Cookie butter, semi-frito, an Italian take on ice cream, semi-frozen. Well, if it's named armadillo, I'm going to have to try it. So there you go. These are all the semi-finalists. I don't know when they'll be voting on the finalists. It doesn't have it in this story. And now I'm hungry. And now I'm ready to eat. Uh, but before we can do that, we look, look, I, I, I talked about it being Shark Week this week. 
on the uh, Discovery Channel, right? They're doing all these stories about sharks and how they blame farmers for sharks and their attacks. It couldn't be something like this here, could it? Like this fella in Brazil. Yeah, okay, you guys get the point. All right, good. So this fella's in Brazil. Indriano Gomez is his name. Oh, that's the, the bystander that watched this. It happened in northeast Brazil. The victim, Marcelo Rancho Sanchez. Looks like he's a healthy fella. He'd been drinking with friends. And you know what happens when you're drinking? Nature calls. So he and a fellow reveler decided to head to the sea to piss about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's when the surf had turned tumultuous and murky, making it hard to spot anything. Despite warning signs telling people to stay away from the beach, The two men, uh, the lifeguard on duty refrained from ordering the two men back as they were up to their waist. So he's going to let them do their thing. And that's when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, gotcha, biting off the man's hand and a chunk of his leg and his pee-pee. He ate his pee-pee. Eyewitnesses described the harrowing scene. It was a friend of mine who was in the sea with this person who was attacked. He was rushed to the hospital where he was pronounced dead, of course. Now, what do you think? What is the lesson there, people? Would you be very appreciative if a shark showed up in your backyard and just decided to whip it out and start pissing on on your barbecue set, maybe? You wouldn't be a fan of that, would you? And that is why the shark said, hey, you're pissing on me? Well, <laughs> Racha. Now, I, I'm going to take a minute here to address some real morons in society. Shark advocates. Okay. Because now shark advocates are saying, we need to rebrand when when, when, when sharks are, are in their natural habitat, we need to rebrand this. Instead of saying it's either a violent attack or an attack, as an interaction. Andrew says, shark ate the guy's dick or penis. What a dick move. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, now, as much as I... I I hate people when they get eaten in the ocean. I'm still a human, so I'm going to take the human side on this. I would attack something if it was in my backyard. 
I'm not going to have an interaction with somebody who's trespassing in my backyard. I'm going to have a violent confrontation. We need to change it from attacks to interactions because the sharks are feeling bad. You see, you see, we, we've been we've been tracking them, and and the other day we had this one great white shark that we track. We call him Bitey because, well, he likes to bite. And you could tell something was wrong with him because when he came out of the water, he ate my friend Jill. And that's usually not like Bitey. He doesn't, like, bite the whole body in half. Usually he just takes a hand. So we've contemplated it's because people say that there are attacks. We, We would refer to them as interactions. Tell you this right now. See, this is this is good. This is good. This is good. Why I'm a homebody. This is good. Why I stay in. This is good. Why I stay at my house, where I'm protected, and I'm protected from my main enemy, myself. Because I tell you this right now, this motherfucker. If I'm at a press conference, and this guy says, "Hey, we'd like to rebrand the attacks that sharks have to interactions," I would literally walk up to that person. And give them one of those moves that we've all seen from them. Russian slap fights. You know, where the two guys look like they're affixed to arm wrestle, but they slap the bejesus out of each other. I want to hit the motherfucker like that. I want to go up there and I want to put chalk on my hand. That's how much I want this one to fucking sting. I'm going to put chalk on my hand. And then what's out? Marine experts and advocates in Australia are urging the public to refrain from using the word attack in reference to sharks, declaring that the majestic predatory fish has been unfairly stigmatized. Instead, officials have suggested that violent run-ins with sharks be dubbed with more neutral words such as interactions. For who? Sharks aren't watching television, you dumb fucks. Shark attack is a lie. University of Sydney language researcher Christopher Pepineff. Jesus. Could you have a gayer last name? Could your, could your last name be more like sucks a lot of dick? Who argued that a majority of what people call attacks are merely nips? And minor injuries from smaller sharks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like biting a guy's cock off. Whoops-a-daisy. And his hand. That's a nip. And he died. A change marked a shift in the mood as the shark nets were also being implemented on the Australian beaches at that time. Government agencies has also begun to adopt the new language. Now, I'm not going to adopt it. No, 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 no. If some asshole is out in the water, a shark attacks him to get him out of the water. It's still a shark attack. Because here's the thing. If you don't know this already, sharks don't have feelings. Okay? I've never seen an actual shark at an AA meeting 
because they're so downtrodden for the way they're portrayed in the media that they have acquired a drinking problem. Hi, my name is uh, Bidey, and uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of anxiety lately. People are referring to me as an attacker, and I just like to nip people that are swimming stupidly in the ocean. I swear to God, man. I swear. People and sharks. Uh, Just fucking Christ. They are not your friend. Remember, remember once again, and, and this will this will hit you so hard at my stand-up show in September. Nature is not your friend. Nature is not your friend. Just remember that. Maybe because they're underwater, you just can't see their tears. <laughs> I'm surprised that that is not a fucking statement from the, that group. You can't see sharks cry because they're underwater. You mean to tell me that sharks aren't sitting around watching Shark Week? It's their week. They get advanced screenings of it. Hey, Jim, did you see me on Shark Week? Yeah, man, I jumped like 13 feet out of the water. Did you see that? That shit was cool. You get somebody that's not usually there. Holy shit. Did you see how far he got out of the water? Holy shit. It's all bull, Shark. Uh, All right, let's do it, shall we? Let's get to the finals. Let's end this shit. Let's go to the weekend strong, people, because it is once again time for the finals of Celebrity Celebrity Ask the Match! Mount Rose Moore of Sidekicks. Almost turned everything down there. Good thing I didn't. Good thing I figured it out, huh? Let's get it on! All right, so here we go. It's Final Four time. We will see who the face of the Mount Rushmore is. Will it be David Spade, Chewbacca, Goose, or Donkey? You will decide. Our first matchup. The man who graced the side of Chris Farley like none other. I give you Joe Dirt himself, David Spade, taking on the sidekick who was with Han Solo. <laughs> Chewy, I, I'm getting to you, Chewy. I, I mean, I was going to talk about the run of the parsnips and all that kind of <laughs> All right, so ladies and gentlemen, Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, they know. David Spade, Chewbacca, Ass Family, who ya got? seen a fucking semifinal go like this. Good God almighty. Stop it for God's sakes. Chewbacca moves on. Destroys David Spade. And now, our matchup before the finals. 
is everybody ready? Give you the man who saved the life of Pete Maverick Mitchell. He tried to eject, but his head hit the glass. He died on impact. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Goose from Top Gun. Taking on the sidekick of Shrek, voiced by the one and only Eddie Murphy, I give you Donkey. Goose versus Donkey. Ask family, who ya got? Back and forth. What a back and forth it's been. My God in heaven, Lord. Goose wins. Goose wins. Goose wins. Big fans of aviation this show is. My goodness and gracious. So the finals are now set, ladies and gentlemen. Will it be Chewbacca or will it be Goose? Ask family, who ya got? Ring, 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 banana phone. Ring, 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 banana phone. I've got this feeling so appealing for us to get together and sing, sing. in bunches I've got my hunches It's the best Beats the rest Singular, modular, interactive, modular Ring, 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 ring Banana phone Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping Banana phone It's no baloney It ain't a phony Cellular, bananular phone all right, if you haven't voted yet now, uh, Chewbacca, is that a choice? Hang down, Jen. Hang down, Jen. She puts it over for Chewbacca. Chewbacca is your winner. We were tied, and I needed a vote. Chewbacca is the face of the Mount Rushmore of sidekicks. What an event that was. My gosh, ass family. Remember Monday, we have the worst spinoffs in TV history. We'll be doing that. Um, Also, I'll be reporting back on the weekend, see what happened. Oh, it was a vote. Yeah, all I had to see was Chewbacca. And that was it. That That was hers. Chewbacca, that a choice? That was her vote. Bam. Bam. 
Uh, we will be back Monday. Uh, so you guys have a fantastic weekend. Please, please, if you're going to go out and uh, enjoy the weekend, do it, do it, and, and do it loud. Do it proud. But get home safe. Take an Uber, take a Lyft, take a cab, take something home good. And remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you, my friends, are in there. So until Monday, adios, everybody. Well, I got a bumper sticker on the back of my truck. There ain't another like it because I had it made up. I can tell who's behind me. They give themselves away. Lay on their horn when they read this phrase. Honk if you honk it on. Don't if you don't, but if you do, don't you love to honk if you honk it on. Well, me and Friday night go hand in hand. Ice cold beer and a swinging band. A girl on my arm that won't let go. She caught my little sign about a mile ago. Honk if you honk it on. Don't if you don't, but if you do, don't you love to honk if you honk it on. The other day I was cruising through town Sheriff pulled me over, I thought I had it now I rolled down my window, he said with a grin I want one of them stickers or I'm gonna run you in Honk if you honk it honk Don't if you don't, but if you do Don't you love to honk if you honk it honk Honk if you honk it honk You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.